Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen. My pronouns are Fae Fair, and joining me is... I'm your other host, Ben Enns. My pronouns are she, they. And yeah, we're here to talk about uh, Type Moon franchises, including uh, the Fate franchise is the main, the big one that everyone knows about, whether or not they've actually played it. Um, yeah, we're going through their history, starting from pretty much the beginning with their first visual novel, Tsukihime. But before we get there, why don't we talk a little bit about what got us into Fate and, you know, why we started this thing. Okay, you want me to go first? It, yeah, since you're, you're... Well, okay, so way back when, when I was, you know, 13 years old, I heard about a visual novel called Fate Stay Night, and I heard that it was good... And it was at a time in my life when I was playing a lot of Japanese visual novels, um, but I never got around to fate. Two paths diverged in a woods right then. Uh-huh. <laughs> One where I became absolutely insufferable, and the other where I'm, well, <laughs> me. Um, yeah, I also was one of those people who, like, heard about fate, but, like, I was like, I heard it used to be sex games, and I was scared of it. That was my original, like, first time hearing about Fate. That that may or may not have been the way I first heard about Fate, but in a positive <laughs> sense. Oh, that's great. But yeah, uh, eventually, like, years late, a few years ago, I got into gacha games because of, what is it, Fire Emblem Heroes, which I absolutely don't play anymore. Um... But I really wanted to play, Grand Blue was the one that I really wanted to play, but I was so intimidated by the idea of having to play it in a browser that I just started, like, searching the Google Play Store looking for gacha games, and the first one that came up was Fate Grand Order, and <laughs> so I downloaded that and futzed around with it for a while, and eventually I got to the part where it gets good, and then I was, uh, doomed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And I dragged so... it down with me. Uh-huh, because, so we started talking for various reasons, and um, I am really gay and uh, wanted something to talk about with you, mm -hmm. and... And I was obsessed with fate at that time. Uh-huh. Eh, to did this we, day. Did we talk about fate before Friends of the Table? No, Friends of the Table we talked about before that. Definitely, because okay. we knew that was a shared so we had, interest. We had something, we had a shared interest to talk about, but, you know, that's like once a week, and, um... Grand orders and non-stop. So, yeah, I wanted something else, and, um, I heard that you liked Fate, mm -hmm. and so I decided to give Fate Grand Order a try. Uh-huh. Um, and now we're here. <laughs> a podcast about it. Though we're not starting a Grand so, Order, obviously. Hey, Ben, yeah. why are we making a podcast about this? <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? What are we doing with our lives? I think we are doing uh, Hero's Work. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah? So, okay, okay. You and I are, are the kinds of people who are planning on going back and playing the Drakengard games, even though everyone says don't play the Drakengard games. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, we're we're over here, and people are like, "Don't play the old Fate visual novels," and we're like, "Well, what if we did though?" Well, so yeah, part of the part of the impetus for this was me going back and playing Fate Stay Night and having a great time. 
despite and some going things. this this whips actually whips, this rules why did no one tell me that this was good <laughs> um yeah fate is a very like self-referential like cycle based uh like st- series of stories so i've been curious about like the genesis of this very very self-indulgent series for a long time mm-hmm. finishing stay night was both the conversations that it sparked between us and just like the the things that yeah things that i experienced playing that game um was like oh i want to do more of this mm-hmm. and also um i'd love i love a structured reason to uh-huh. doing a podcast out of it was my idea cuz i've been yeah. I've, I've been listening to stuff like uh, the great gundam project and other things where people are um listening to or or like playing or watching something that i'm never going to actually touch you know what i mean i'm never gonna mm-hmm. i'm i've been listening to that um just king things podcast about the stephen king books i've never read a stephen king book and i don't plan to i'm having a great time listening to it let me tell you so part of it was a selfish what we want to play these games and we want to have something that will get us to stick to it and part of it was Hey, some people might be interested in some of the themes and ideas and characters that are in Fate that make it a good series, because it is a good series, in my opinion. That may be controversial, but... (laughs) So people might be interested in that stuff, but they might need a little bit of help getting into it beyond being pointed to one of the animes, because it is a very dense series with a lot of, like, difficult starts. It has some, like, very problematic elements in it, and I thought that a podcast by some queer folk who were interested in it uh, might be nice for some people who wanted to check it out and learn more about the history of it. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to today. Yeah. Um, we played Tsukihime. Well, yeah, we're starting at the beginning with Tsukihime, uh, Tight Moon's first visual novel. Mm-hmm. Tsukihime is about Tonoshiki, a 17-year-old who can see death. Over the course of several days, he becomes entangled in a fight between vampires. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, high level. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. For the next five episodes, <laughs> we're going to be playing through the five routes of Tsukihime and discussing each one in detail. We are not expecting you, the listener, to play along with us. And in fact, I might suggest that you not play Tsukihime at all. So, <laughs> But we'll get there. So- <laughs> I suspect that I am higher on Tsukihime so far than you are. I just have a vibe. That's likely, uh-huh. given that parts of it, I enjoyed parts of it. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't know that maybe it's definitely not as good as fate stay night mm-hmm. and that could just be that we played through the first route uh-huh and yeah your opinion of stay night probably would have been different if you only played the first one the first route. yeah but also it's it's definitely leaning into the worst impulses that are still there in stay mm-hmm. night um and they're mostly cordoned off to the heaven's field route thankfully <laughs> um hell of a route i've heard yeah it sure is a thing um but also it's just yeah it it is definitely 
an early work <laughs> in that there's a lot of uh fine tuning and um you know things that that were fixed by the time yeah it's got it all it's got pretty much every element of modern fate all of the like good and bad stuff is floating around in this game uh but not in the same uh ratios <laughs> as modern fate. Uh -huh, yeah they've like toned down some stuff uh it's kind of a grim dark game it's got uh let, let's do some content warnings uh we're gonna be talking about the arcead route uh today the very first one and it's got content warnings for sexual assault gore and violence incest and death so we've got the whole platter ahead of us uh -huh. oh it's a bit of a mess i would i would love to timestamp mentions of this stuff so that you know listeners who want the 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 better parts of tsukihime uh without all of the gross stuff can just skip over it yeah but unfortunately it's kind of pervasive yeah, it's, it just sort of um, pops up in fun exciting ways um, uh-huh yeah we'll we'll try and like um, not just be like oh and then you know we'll try and like flag it as it's coming up so that you're ready for it but yeah you know just you know keep that in mind um yeah, also worth noting that we played the mirror moon translation which Having played Stay Night, I'm not sure how much Nasu got better at writing versus Mirror Moon got better at translating. <laughs> Our plan is to do, we're going to play all of Tsukihime, all five routes. We're going to play it, the plan is one route an episode and doing episodes mm -hmm. monthly. That may change. Uh, we're probably not going to, this isn't going to be a weekly podcast, I don't think. We don't really have the time for that kind of thing. Um, but we may, we are a bit long-winded, and I took very detailed notes. I wrote, like, I don't, I can't, don't have an exact count anymore, but I wrote, like, 30,000 words worth of notes, <laughs> notes and thoughts, just based on this <laughs> one route. I do also think that this will probably be a longer episode, or set of episodes, <laughs> because, uh, mm -hmm. it's the very first route of the game. Um, it sets up a lot of stuff. We have the opening and the prologue that's all going to be the same. And a bunch of stuff will be reused from root to root, especially with the the first two roots. Oh yeah. Also, one more thing. I'm using a uh I was using a root guide from uh zerblade.com, uh X-E-R-B-L-A-D-E, -E, which is like the personal blog of some guy who really loves fate and Detective Conan, and that's it. And I respect him. The root guide was pretty useful. And you just used like a flowchart of every decision in the game. So right? I tried to, so my first playthrough, I I think there was one decision maybe that I that I briefly looked at on the guide mm -hmm. pretty early on, and then as much as possible tried to just go with your gut, uh, go with my gut, mm -hmm. just play through it normally. Mm -hmm. Um, after I finished, I went back and like marked off the route I'd taken mm -hmm. on a flowchart and like went and got the dead ends and some like other alternate paths through the game mm -hmm. but i tried to use a i basically didn't use a guide for most of it good which led to one of my favorite experiences uh -huh. um oh god pen give me the full title of this game please we, oh, we open up I... the game and what does it say well you open up the game 
and it starts with an incredibly grim dark that's uh, true we'll talk about opening. the opening first but the subtitle is tsukihime blue blue glass moon under the crimson air which is <laughs> chef's kiss mm. delicious okay. so tasty the very first thing i noticed was that uh for whatever reason the fucking game window is the tiniest little thing i've ever seen in my entire life what was up with that oh my god i need to uh-huh thank you for reminding me that one of the first things i wanted to talk about is that it's I'm rough, to... technically, to play this game in 2020. I'm here to read a visual <laughs> novel, not like squint. 2021. Um, you can make it full screen. You can? What? You just press F. What? Did you not read the readme? Why would I read the readme, Finn? I figured you would tell me anything. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not also know that you can change the text speed, Ben? I read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tiny. For no reason. <laughs> Did you know that it has logs? <sighs> yeah, you could you could scroll up to get the, the old okay. text. I figured that out. Why would I think pushing any buttons would do anything? Fan escape didn't do anything. I've never played an old visual novel. So, yeah. I think this would have been, again, 13-year-old me first hearing about Fate. I would have been fine with this. Mm -hmm. Having played modern visual novels, this was painful. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, A lot of... Going through this, I imagined a lot of... I'm going to have a lot of comparisons to make between this and, and Fate Stay Night. Yeah, we won't spoil um, any Stay Night stuff because we are going no, to cover that. No, I mean, like, more technically uh -huh. um, and, like, broad strokes. Um, Stay Night has a really nice log system where you can go back and load from, like, the last 20 pages, maybe. Mm. Um, so you can, like, go do a choice. Um, oh, yeah, so you can do a choice, kind of see where it plays out, and then go back and do the other choice, just kind of very seamlessly. Mm -hmm. um, Stay Night also has support for more than 20 save files, which is not nearly enough save files. Not nearly enough save files, um, no. There are just so many things that, as, technically, as a like visual novel that you play, Stay Night is so much better. And a lot of those are true about modern visual novels as well. Mm -hmm. This is really rough. <laughs> it's genuine. Um, it's called genuine. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> One more time? It's genuine. <gasps> this is the genuine experience. Uh-huh. It certainly is. It is a game from 21 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels like uh -huh. it. The, yeah. So <laughs> even when you go full screen, it just sets your entire screen to 640 by oh, 480 incredible which on my on my laptop has caused wild issues where the game refuses to stay focused sometimes mm -hmm. so i have to like click on it press f repeatedly trying to get it go to go back to windowed mode so that i can like actually just look at text mm -hmm. um it's a nightmare 
That sounds great. I, I'm glad I played it uh, tiny now. <laughs> I Yeah, I think I, I played it full screen mostly because I was expecting to take more screenshots. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take a couple, but the visually there are times where Stay Night is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that Tsukihime doesn't have a look. But it definitely feels more. It feels more like a kind of indie two thousand uh, Japanese visual novel than it does like a a visual novel made by an established studio with a budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, in terms of art, the... not not just resolution, but also in terms of like. All of the backgrounds are, I love the backgrounds, mm-hmm. but they're not, there aren't that many and they're not striking mm-hmm. the way a lot of the stuff in Stay Night can be. Uh-huh. And I think part of that is just like there are many of them are just like photos that have kind of been painted over mm-hmm. or like post-processed, um, which I am a huge fan of. But again, it's not, there's not. I'm trying to think of words and having a trouble. It's lacking a certain amount of polish that makes it look professional or, like, intentional. Yeah. It's missing, yes, polish and also just, like, like time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it feels like, yeah, sure, if they had been given more time, maybe they could have made a better game, uh-huh. but... And maybe Tsukihime would still be a whole month-long fan. Like, originally planned. But so yeah, that's that's like one of the first things I noticed was like not oh this game is ugly, but oh this game is uh is not as pretty mm-hmm. as I was not expecting, but seeing seeing uh stuff from the remake has made me really excited to to see that. <laughs> Cuz yeah. Uh-huh, it just looks so much better uh-huh. and not in a not in a um in a demon souls remaster like ah the graphics they're so pretty mm-hmm. but in a like oh y'all y'all totally understand the purpose and intent of the original art mm-hmm. and like you're you're making it it feels like oh this is what you would have done in the first place mm-hmm. had you had the time <laughs> blue point remake Tsukime. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. So no. <laughs> yeah, so it's an interesting technical picture to start, but let's talk a little bit about actual stuff that happens before we get too uh-huh. much more. Um. So yeah, tiny game window, and you load straight into a uh cutscene that you that doesn't pause; it just kind of goes, which was uh-huh. distressing for me because I was taking notes at the time. So we start with an unnamed child who is looking for, quote-unquote, everyone who have suddenly disappeared. They're in an empty mansion, it's night, the moon is full, and they go wandering outside to look for them. Uh, I did like this, like, picture of the sky and the trees at night. I thought that was a pretty good background. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Again, like, I like, I like the backgrounds. They're just... I was used to... Um, I think there are a couple of like very clearly 
painted backgrounds mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. And like a lot of, I like a lot of the photography. I enjoy mm-hmm. that style of thing, but there was nothing. Yeah. Again, there are, I was kind of, I am used to, let's say, cause stay night was probably the, the, I played that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was used to like just absolutely striking beauty. Um, and Tsukimi is very muted. Mm-hmm appropriate for a game about a moon princess Mm -hmm. so this kid wanders outside in at night and they hear people playing from the woods and so they wander in that direction thinking that they hear someone calling for them and they get lost in this forest outside of this mansion and what do they stumble upon but a pile of torn apart people it certainly uh tips its hand about how gory it's going to be very early Uh yeah yeah, it does. Just absolutely leaning into being grimdark, which is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grim darkness of of this game and Stay Night and um, Hearts of Fate in general is probably my least favorite mm-hmm. thing. Um, right. So this kid is trying to process the scene and is uh, attacked by some stranger, and. I was a little confused about what happened at this point, but I believe uh, the kid's mom jumped in the way and got killed. I be- that's what I have yeah, written down as okay. well. And then there's a really gross um, bit after that where the kid is like talking about uh, blood leaking behind their eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was, yeah. That was gross. <laughs> and uh, so this kid is terrified and is just staring at the moon and like muses about how beautiful the moon is. There's a lot of that. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about the moon in this game. Uh-huh. Including basically subtitle drops. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so that's the opening uh movie. I was I had to like watch it a couple times to get all of the to get the whole thing down. Uh certainly mm-hmm. sets the tone for some things and I don't there are some things we learned in the game that I'm still confused about how this intro fits, but we'll get there. So, based on what I know about the far side routes, which is more. to say that they're more focused on the family's past, uh-huh. I believe that we'll learn a lot more about these events from that there. makes a lot of sense. Um, and that the first, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. The first two routes are... are... There's a lot in the first two routes. Uh Uh-huh, there's a lot. (laughs) We gotta introduce this whole world, but yeah. Kid, mansion, dead people. And, presumably the same kid, uh, wakes up in a shitty bed. Uh, He sure does, Ben. It's a really shitty bed. The background is looks terrible there's like uh gross cracks all over everything and it looks like uh it looks like he's in a silent hill hospital Uh uh-huh um so there is another visual novel that i do not remember the name of Mm -hmm. um definitely translated by um insani which was a like uh translation game jam Mm -hmm. um in the (sighs) <sighs> um in the earlier parts of the 2000s um that 
more or less opens on exactly the same shot. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's it is fascinating. Having I played a lot of visual novels when I was a teenager. Um, You're the expert. And then I got really busy with college and just kind of didn't didn't. <laughs> um, and then a year and a half ago, something like that, I I got way back into visual novels mm-hmm. and. So it is it is fascinating seeing how much uh how much of my yeah how much of the the tropes I recognize from you know early 2000s reading translated visual novels uh carries over mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> let's say but yeah at this point tight moon is a a dojin circle not a like a company you know what i mean yeah 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 this is tsukihime is definitely like way longer than most of the stuff i mm-hmm. played um but is is of a type with that kind of um very cheap uh indie feeling mm-hmm. thing so we find out that the kid's name is shiki tono or, or tono, or tono shiki, shiki depending on how you want to <laughs> sorry for interrupting you're okay uh so Shiki is in a hospital. It's the end of summer. He's in- greeted by a uh, old man who calls him Shiki-kun. Uh, I noted here that you can't really trust any mysterious older man in Fate, <laughs> in the wider but, Fate universe. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiki doesn't remember how he got to be in the hospital. The old man is like, who is a doctor, uh, says that he got into a car accident and a slice of the windshield just rammed right through his chest. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then he absolutely uh, should have died I also think Shiki should have died <laughs> but that's for different reasons then we can't get we're uh-huh. getting ahead of ourselves so Shiki starts noting that the cracks in the background and says something about the doctor having like strange lines on his skin and uh, he he's like asking the doctor about it and the doctor is like oh, this kid's fucked up, and, like, goes to the nurse and is like, oh, he must have brain damage, there's something wrong with his eyes, all this stuff. He's not seeing whatever Shiki is seeing. Mm-hmm. So, I knew what this was, mm-hmm. because I have played Fate Grand Order, yeah. where uh, Shiki, I do not remember her family name. Mm-hmm. Uh, better Shiki, as I like her to refer to her, uh-huh. uh, shows up and she also has the same eyes uh-huh. um yeah we'll but, get a little more detail on what it means later yeah yeah just like an interesting this is maybe where the end of my knowledge about this game stops <laughs> <laughs> was just what cheeky's up. eyes uh-huh. were which gets said uh about three minutes later uh-huh. i knew a little bit more but so he sees these lines, uh, and while the doctor is off talking to a nurse, he, like, sticks his fingers into one of the cracks, and he's able to, like, stick his fingers into the bed, and he picks up what's described as a fruit knife, uh, probably, like, a butter knife kind of thing, and, like, sticks it into the, um, the crack of the bed, and the fucking bed falls in half. Again, we're playing a fan translation, mm-hmm. so I don't want to rag him them too much, but... It's also a little rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
the fruit knife is one of those things that is like I, fruit knife. I yeah what is a fruit knife is it plastic is it metal i assume it's just like That's... a like a little maybe like a little paring knife or something i have no idea or or yeah or like a plastic like is it a knife that's shaped like, like a, a little fruit? serrated yeah i anyway this is completely unimportant except that a fruit knife comes up at least twice yeah, every time it's a fruit knife so anyway the important thing is that he cuts the bed in half with it uh-huh um and yeah it freaks out a girl in the bed next door it freaks out the doctor and the nurses the nurse like grabs the knife away from him and the doctor is like uh asking him how did you do that doesn't ask him why he did that but it's just like haranguing him with questions about how he cut the bed in half uh-huh because all that's important is how not why uh -huh. Yeah, no one believes him. He t tries to explain the cracks. No one believes him about that. Um, he says that it was as easy as cutting a paper with scissors. Like, he didn't have to put any force into it. And then he also notes that he, could, he believes that he could do it to people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he would never do that, he says. Definitely never, ever. Um, he like kind of they kind of try and explain it. I, I think if I didn't already know generally what was happening, I would be a little confused about how this works because they describe the lines as a lot of different things at a lot of different points. But you can kind of think of them as being like uh, points where things are stitched together. Uh, they're a weak point that can be severed easily. I think this is the first time that we see a Nasu staple of describing something in incredible detail and also making it completely unclear what it actually is. Uh-huh. Um, or explaining something in incredible detail that is wrong and will be explained differently later. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yeah, he thinks he's lost his mind. The doctors think that he has brain damage. He stays in the hospital, he's miserable for, like, two weeks, and then runs away. And eventually, he, like, is in a field, I think, it's not really clear where he is, like, outside of town, and a woman with long red hair just kind of bumps into him, and yells at him for getting in his way, and then, like, kind of takes a look at him as, like, oh, this kid probably needs someone, like, talk to, he looks pretty rough. Uh -huh. So she's like, "Oh, it must be fate that we bumped into each other. Let's uh, let's just have a conversation because this is how people act in fate." Uh, her name is Aoko Aozaki. I, she's a lot. She's an interesting character. So, have you looked at the like graphics uh, thing in from the from the like options of the title? I have not. Okay, because. It's fascinating. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, mm. but whose name she appears under is interesting. Oh, okay. I did not I did not check that. She's I love her. Yeah, she's she's fun. She just kind of like sits down with this like wounded kid uh who's a hospital runaway and is like chatting with him like they're best friends. Uh-huh. And we find out that Shiki is from an old respectable family. He's got a mean dad. He's got a quiet younger sister named Akiha, and uh, yeah, he lives in a mansion, further proving that this is the same kid from the prologue. So, there's not a name for these two things, right? 
like i called the first thing the intro and the second thing the thing that we're talking about now the prologue yeah i said game opening and prologue because i think this bit is called the prologue yeah but yeah the the first bit isn't named certainly is a prologue Uh so she listens to him tell about his kind of like miserable home life and then eventually she's like well i gotta go uh but let's meet here again tomorrow and so he kind of just starts going hanging out with this uh mysterious girl uh every day for the next week she doesn't like being called by her own name even though she tells him her name so he has to call her sensei i'm still so confused about this like what she doesn't like about her name like i'm gonna tell you girl if you don't like your name you can change it i have experience Uh or you could just you know i don't know introduce yourself as a cool lady you don't have Uh to it's got something to do with her like lineage or something i don't know we don't find out that much about her yet except that yeah i i feel like she didn't if I remember correctly, she doesn't like being called by her first yeah, name. Yeah, Alco, yeah. Or, like, given name, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am sure that at some point that will be explained. Or it won't, it won't and we'll just be left to forever <laughs> wonder. Let me tell you but... about the hints that there was going to be Tsukihime 2 that never happened. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he says that hanging out with her is the only thing that's keeping him from, like, popping off completely, right? And so six days later, he is getting comfortable around her and he's like, oh, I want to do something to show off. So he gets one of those fruit knives and he chops a tree down in front of her. And she is not pleased pleased about this. She hits him. First of all, I guess we could probably have said child abuse in the the, uh, content warnings now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, she doesn't hit him. Well, no, I'm not going to equivocate this. She does slap this kid. Yeah, and given events that happen later on Mm -hmm. that are less on-screen and more, like, background Mm -hmm. that gets expounded upon, I think, yeah, child abuse is definitely on that. It should Uh be on that list of content warnings. Yeah, yeah, write write that down, yeah. Uh, Okay, so she uh, yells at him for killing this tree casually like that. He cries, she hugs him, and asks him exactly what is going on. So he explains the the scribbles, the lines that he's able to see on every object around him. And so she tells him a little bit about this. She has some this is our first in, like our first hint that she's someone besides like a random weirdo and that she knows something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she explains that everything in existence has points where they are most easily broken. And she says, oh, I have this line written, noted. We who will break down one day are imperfect for this reason. God, what a what a what an incredible uh-huh. there as yeah, and like obviously I can't speak to the original Japanese mm-hmm. yet. Maybe in seven years I'll when be able flew, to. Yeah. Um uh not that I'm going to come back and play this game in seven years. Uh-huh. But yeah, there's a lot of fate has good nouns. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes that, that lends itself to, like, just really evocative descriptions uh-huh. of things very simply. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her framing of Shiki's newfound abilities. She calls it seeing the future. 
Yeah. I really I, yeah. like that. I've never really thought of it in that terms before. He is seeing the inevitable breakdown of a thing, and he can hasten its death by pressing on that point. But apparently mm -hmm. that's just where the thing is going to break in the future. Like, does that mean that that a line on someone's chest is where they're going to be shot one day? I think it's it's a possibility. Right, right, right. Right, like there, there is the the possibility that, um, or so the actual thing is we get we get exactly what those points are later, mm -hmm. um, with I think Arsid Arsid Ark is just how I wrote her name uh -huh. because fucking I can't spell, and that it's where where those things carry their death, mm -hmm. right? Uh. So it may not, in fact, be like exactly where they're going to get shot, mm -hmm. but it is where they're carrying that inevitable demise. Right. Okay. Uh, which sounds cool as hell. Uh huh. Is like is like the good part of the grim dark uh -huh. of, or it's not. Yeah, it's not quite grim dark because like often the the grim dark is really gross mm -hmm. and just like uncomfortable, but it is like. That's the that is part of what I love about just the like the nouns mm -hmm. <laughs> in fate is like, oh, that's such a that's such a cruel concept mm -hmm. of like, oh, yeah, every everything that will die carries its death with it mm -hmm. is is just a good concept. I am. Yeah, no, it's very good. So I forget where exactly they say this for the first time, but she they are called it's called the mystic eyes of death perception. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. I don't. Let's see. I think she calls them mystic eyes. Yeah, I think I don't it's a think little we while get... before we get the exact name. But I think it's. We can't mm -hmm. just keep fucking calling it like his magic eyes forever. It is death perception yeah. is the ability he has. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's pretty um. Wigged out. She's like she's rattled. Yeah, <laughs> wigged out. And he's like, you need to. You clearly know more about this. Please tell me more. And she's like, "All that's important is that you can see death, and just never do that as a joke. Because uh, if you start doing it as a joke, you're going to start treating people's lives as a joke." Yeah, I. So I wrote the exact line because it's mm -hmm. it's another like good. Your eyes will begin to take the lives of others too lightly. Yeah, is such a good way to phrase that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Of like, yeah, you will you will see people as nothing but objects to cut down. Mm -hmm. Uh a lot to put on a what is he, nine here? I uh think he's nine. yes. He ends up he's seventeen in the main game and it's an eight year time skip, which makes him nine years uh -huh. old. So yeah, the next day she comes by, she gives him a gift. She gives him a pair of glasses. He doesn't need glasses, but he's getting glasses nonetheless. Well, he does need glasses, well, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, it's just a different vision problem that they're correcting. Um, she used something that she took from her older sister called a mystic eye killer to make these glasses, and they suppress his ability to see death. As long as he's wearing They sure them. do. Um, yeah, they don't have any magnification, so he can just wear them all the time. Uh, I, I guess... I guess I haven't really pointed out that so... The way it's framed is that the the being able to see death is kind of giving him like these horrible migraines and things. It's like really messing mm. with him. Uh, it's not just the stress of being able to see it. It seems to be taking a physical toll on him. 
Yeah, and we don't understand why that is until much later. Much later, but, but this is like yeah, that's, a huge relief. Yeah, he can he can like live his life again. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we do find out that she is uh, a sorceress, which uh, I don't know what the the modern term they I forget what the modern term they use for this is, but she's definitely not just a mage, which is the the term for a general magic user in Fate. So I wrote that down. Is she actually a sorceress? Yes. We find that out later. But do we? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. Maybe I should have saved that for later. But no, uh, she she is mentioned as having true magic in a lot. OK, like one right, line right. somewhere. Yeah, which is now just called magic, right? Or is it still? I think it's true magic. OK. But true magic as in, in opposition to magecraft, which is sort of which, the, like uh, commonly based used on power in the game or in the, this. world. Yeah. Based on what I know from, say, Knight and from the rest of fake canon is doing things that you could do normally just easier uh -huh. versus like you're still kind of you're still basically obeying physics. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of skipping some steps versus true magic is you you have actual magic that can do anything you're doing miracles <laughs> or yeah there are very specific versions of true magic there are what eight sources yeah i don't know we'll get there yeah so she's very powerful she's a very notable person he's lucky to have run into her yeah yeah both for you know living being able to live his life and also just she's She's not one of a kind. She's like three of a kind. Mm -hmm. Um, there are very, very, very few uh -huh. sorcerers, and he doesn't know any of this shit. He doesn't know about magic. This is all new to him. Yeah. Um, he's just a dumb, just little, a dumb baby. little baby with death eyes. Oh, uh, he's just a dumb little baby who could cut a car in half. <laughs> so he promise her, promises her that he's never going to do it again. He'll never cut the lines again. And she says, that's stupid. Uh, you can break that promise anytime. You just make sure that you're doing it for a reason. Uh -huh. I love her. Have I said that? She, yeah, she rules. Even though she doesn't show up again in the entirety of this route, she rules. The, when does she say that line? She has this great line where she tells him, uh, never tell a lie that, you, that can't even fool yourself. Um, I believe, oh gods, that's a good question. I don't have that written down, but it is, it is certainly a thing that makes a huge impression uh -huh, on him. It's a great line. <laughs> it rules. Uh-huh. But yeah, she says, you're going to want to keep those fucking glasses on. You're going to want to keep your head down for a while because, uh, you've got mystic eyes of death perception. This is where she says it. And okay. having magic powers tends to draw other things to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. perfect um and she says this is the last time i'm gonna see you and she leaves and he's only absorbed about 30 percent of what she said and he doesn't even say thank you he just says goodbye yeah that's <sighs> even a nine years old he's a little garbage boy <laughs> and then yeah does he not does he not say something like I don't know how how to thank her for um, this? I don't know. I do know that he specifically calls out that he forgot to thank her. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. That he kind of a little dumbstruck of like, ah, uh, my 
my first crush is going <laughs> away. So, uh, she is hopelessly straight. This game is hopelessly straight so far. Yeah. Um, he recovers from this uh deadly injury, and we get this strange note that he's not going home. He is taken in by his by some relatives. Now, my guess at this time uh was that. Whatever happened in the 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 opening, the the massacre, that his family must be dead, right? Let, I, let's not talk about what actually happens, but that at this moment was I was like, oh yeah, his whole family is dead. So of course, he was taken in by relatives. I think I think my read. I did not bless you, Ben, for taking such good notes because I am bad at taking notes. <laughs> my read was that he was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And it had killed his mom. And and so just like, presumably his dad and sister weren't mm-hmm. or something. And so it was so painful for his dad to like, just even see him. Yeah. That his dad was like, nah, nah, uh-huh. fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I can't have you around because I'm a man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and can't deal with my feelings in a normal way. So go yeah, away. That does sound very fate. So. That's the end of the prologue. Interesting prologue. Uh, we get some weird stuff there. And certainly, certainly setting something. up a lot. It's got a lot of balls in the air very suddenly. Uh-huh. Which is welcome uh-huh. to fate. And then we get an eight-year time jump, and we are on day one of the game, Inversion Impulse. Uh, I'm so happy that you wrote down the the day subtitles because yeah. they're very good. Uh-huh. And this is October 21st. Uh, it's a Thursday. The date mm-hmm. is semi notable. Is it? Hmm. I mean, that it is October is important. Yeah. The it's gonna go end on Halloween. Which um, can I? I didn't notice that. <laughs> Okay, fine. I was the opposite. I absolutely thought Halloween was going to come up at some point. <laughs> but it never does. Uh-huh. No, but the important thing is that it's uh, fall moving towards winter. And mm-hmm. uh, the end of a month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that it's Halloween. It's a game about vampires that ends on Halloween and it has nothing to do with Halloween. Vampires and a little bit uh, werewolves. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, the, the more important is the day of the week because, you know, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a 17 year old. He's a student that the schedule is going to play havoc on him. Interesting that this game doesn't start with a FYI, all of our characters are 18 or over. Yeah, Cause they don't have, they didn't do that in Japan. They did that when they translated it. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, this game has sex scenes with an underaged protagonist. Uh-huh. And with people, other people who are definitely underage. Uh-huh. It definitely does that. And yeah, it's interesting that, that the Type Moon team didn't add a, hey, FYI. The Mirror Moon team? <laughs> the, yeah, sorry, the Mirror mm-hmm. Moon team mm-hmm. didn't add a, hey, disclaimer for American audiences that everyone's over 18. Because also they couldn't really get away with it. I mean, I guess you could bump his age up by a year in the flashback. Yeah, because we we never see him go to college, or we never see him graduate or anything like that. But 
it's such a bullshit like uh responsibility dodge to be like hey these characters i know we say they're 17 a lot but actually they're 18 years old yeah which is like absolutely what uh stay night does does. it it is those characters are canonically 17 16 17 and 19 but everyone's over 18 so it's fine the the one character who's actually of age doesn't get any age scenes in that game. Um, I get not that they would handle no, her no, we having can't an talk about Ilya lot, again. I'm sorry. I was say um, that uh, sex scenes involving underage characters should also have been in one of our content warnings. Uh huh. Um. Okay, so we get some sad, uh, cheesy piano music. There's a few different so, sad cheesy piano musics in this game. I love Oh, I love the music. I love this. This is part of why this feels like Tsukihime feels like a 2000 visual novel made by a small team. <laughs> and the uh lack of diversity of music is at least one of the ways uh-huh. that that uh plays There's out. There's like five musical pieces. And three of them sound the same. Uh, I think that there are ten. Wow. Total. Uh, maybe there are just nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yes, there are ten total. And, yep, there are two piano pieces that are, like, three-second loops that sound basically identical. Yes. <laughs> um, so, look, look, we're, we're getting bogged down again. Let's go. He's 17 years old. He's a student. He's living with the Arima family. And today is the day he has to return home to his mansion. Boohoo. He's sad about it. Is he sad? He feels weird about it more than is sad about it. He's yeah. He's, I feel like he's he... lived with the Arimas for like three or for eight years. He considers uh, Keiko to the to be his mom, mm-hmm. and he hasn't seen any of his family in the from the Tono Mansion since. Yeah. But he, yeah, I think he feels, I would, yeah, he just, he's. The vibe hmm, is almost yeah. more that he's, he's like, oh, this is going to be such a pain. than he's upset about it. You know what I mean? He's yeah. worried he's going to be like, annoying to live in a mansion, which fair. Rich people are right, annoying. Right, right. Yeah, his entire thing is like, oh, there goes all my freedom. Uh-huh. <laughs> God, he sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, like. Okay, so actually worth saying, he's fine. Uh-huh. I don't mind him for a day and a half. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out he actually sucks. But, yeah, uh-huh. Um, uh, I think that there are certain things about him that I like more than Shiro from Stay Night. There are so... There are... Yeah, We'll talk about that. That'll, we'll have to have Shiro a conversation is, at the end. Shiro is insufferable in so many uh-huh. ways. But, like, so is Shiki. They're just, mm-hmm. they're, they suck in different There's ways. There's framing about his character that absent a bunch of things that happen in this game that I would like, I like in a protagonist, but we're going to talk about that at the end. I, I do enjoy, yes, Shiki is way less of a person who is, in, in some ways, is way less openly and just virulently misogynist Uh (laughs) okay okay let's keep this moving yeah so no you're doing fine keiko is worried about him that's his mom 
he's worried about it. He likes the Arimas. They're like calmer, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says that he's been commanded to return by the head of the family, which presumably is his dad at this point. It, yeah, it's interesting how long they draw this. Uh-huh. Out. And he talks a lot about how his sister got left behind. Uh, how he feels bad that he got to have this like normal life living with his family while his sister got stuck being pushed around by rich noble types. I don't know if they're they're not actually nobles, but that's the they're they're aristocracy kind of feeling. Yeah, in the same way that the Tosakas and the um Matos are like they're not nobility, but they're rich and have power. Yeah. If they were if this game was set in England, they would have noble titles. Yes. Yeah. They wouldn't have control of government, but they would be, you know, they're in the newspaper. So uh-huh. he hasn't seen her in eight years. She tried to like meet up with him a few times, but it never really happened. And then she went to boarding school and he never saw her. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. But he's going to be late for school. So he rushes to school, you know, typical anime stuff. And now we're going to get the very first choice. He's at school. He's going to be late for homeroom and he hears some mysterious hammering. And the choice is, does he go to homeroom or does he check out that hammering? What did you pick, Ben? I I uh went to CL. You went to look at the met with her because yeah, good. <laughs> Cuz why would you go to homeroom when there's, there's a mysterious hammering. sound that you could investigate? Right? God, how funny would that have been if that was just a bad end? Just like, right off the bat. That would be the equivalent of that fucking Dark Souls 3 first chest you get to as a mimic. Stepping back for a sec, it is fascinating how few bad ends there are. Nine in uh, the first route, right? Yeah, which is feels slim. Hmm, interesting. I didn't know what to expect for that. Wait, are there really nine? I think there's nine, and then you can get some of them from... There's nine lessons. And I think the lessons you can get um, from a couple different ends. So there may be more ends. I'm not actually sure. Yeah. But I know there's nine different uh, lessons that tell you, hey, this is how you fucked up. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, so we both decided to go take a look. Fuck homeroom. And he sees a mysterious blue-haired anime girl with round glasses. She's a third-year student. She's a year older than him. And she's... uh, What's a splint? I still don't know. Is it like a gardening thing? Is that what it is? I assume it's like a like a uh, thing for like holding back a bank or something yeah. like a like a kind of like wooden fence like yeah. thing. So there's some kind of like wooden fencing uh that's all busted up around the school and she is fi- like in the dirt fixing it. Um the mm-hmm. game describes her as very serious looking but she does not look the slightest bit serious in any of her expressions at this point. She's so goofy. She's like such a goofy little like fun character. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, uh, hey, uh, it's almost homeroom. <laughs> and she's like, well, fucking, I got stuff to do out here. I'm not going to, I'm not going to homeroom until this is fixed. So, I just, real quick, the three things I got from this conversation mm-hmm. were that she's a third year, that she's pretty, and that she's an autistic icon. Uh-huh. <laughs> because... Her reasoning is, 
I saw that these were broken. Mm -hmm. If I sat in homeroom, I wouldn't be able to focus because I'd just be staring out the window at them, thinking about how I should fix them. Ergo, I should just fix them. She's very valid. I love her. Uh, And so here's one of the things that made me optimistic about Shiki to begin with. You don't get a choice about this. He just starts helping. I -hmm. like that. That was nice. He doesn't say anything Mm -hmm. shitty about her or anything. He's just like, what, what is she like? I have noted down that she's bad with the hammer. She looks like she's going to hurt herself. So he's just like, okay, I'm just going to help. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, he's like, oh, she's she's very pretty, etc. Uh, and <sighs> I noted also that uh, he, he says that she gives him an obedient nod, even though she's older than me. It, it's almost like dealing with someone younger. And I said that she's got fate bottom disease. it's tragic how many characters are struck with fate bottom disease in this series but she's not (laughs) we can't talk anymore about her we don't even but yeah that's very much the vibe i hate i hate how many things are that girls do in this game are described as obedient (laughs) this is Uh is translators i'm sure but yeah i mean yeah partially translators partially yeah the parts that make me say, please, please, please don't play this come later. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely a, like, even Fate Stay Night, which I think is a better version of some of this in some mm-hmm. ways. Although, again, like, you have to get over a mountain of misogyny there. Speaking of, um, misogyny should have been one of our content warnings. Um, Write that down. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry for interrupting you. It's just a running bit at this point that we re- are constantly realizing more content warnings that we should have had. Yeah, that you you have to... Going in, you have to know that, like, there's gonna be a lot of just bad... <laughs> rough stuff. ...things uh-huh. from, hey, literally every girl that Shiki runs into, he's gonna comment on their appearance. Mm-hmm. To, like, oh, yeah, of course, uh, every girl is at least, at least initially somewhat submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, yeah, stuff like that that is just, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's not great. So, yeah, her name is CL. She is, a. Uh, we know that she's going to be Route 2 for this game, so we'll learn more about her later. But she is also, like, the first notable character that you meet. So it's pretty obvious that she's going to be, uh, like, an important character later on. Yeah. And she has a sprite, which I guess everyone does. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly because only important characters talk. <laughs> uh-huh. That's maybe not true. I think that there's a scene with a math teacher in One Bad End. Yeah, but he doesn't get a sprite. But But, again, it's like... That is, that is like, the one time a character without a sprite talks. Oh, yeah, right. And it's because there are six people in this world. <laughs> so, he helps her out with that, and then he heads for his, like, seat near the back of the classroom, etc. And he's interrupted by this, uh, punk dude. <laughs> I, oh, I love he's him. He's interrupted by his boyfriend, uh, Arihiko. Uh-huh. Uh he's got his hair is dyed like uh orangey red. He's got pierced ears. He's all disheveled looking cuz he's like a bad boy. Uh and he's only at school because Shiki is there right now. 
and he is mm-hmm. Shiki's rival, and he owes him 10,000 yen. He is what I, who I wish Mato Shinji was. Uh-huh. Yeah, immediately when he comes in, I'm like, oh, this is going to be Shinji's, or Shinji. <laughs> this is going to be Shiki's, like, bully, school asshole guy. But instead, he's just this, like, deeply friendly, supportive guy. Yeah, and he's, like, a little bit of a punk uh-huh. in that, like, he go to sometimes school. he doesn't come to school and, like, is out after 8 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, he does, like, he skips, he, like, comes to homeroom just to say hi to Shiki, and then he'll leave school sometimes. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, like, he's a punk, but he's super friendly, and he's just nice. Yeah, he loves, I love he him. loves Shiki, and it's nice. Uh-huh, they're gay together. Uh-huh. I noted down, I forget where I noted this, but I noted that this game would be over a lot sooner if they would just kiss. Uh-huh. Would have gone a lot better for everyone, I think. There is a, there is, uh-huh, there is a, uh, a dead end, or an ending. I think they're all just ends. Mm-hmm. There's not a distinction um, in this game. Where you could, you could say that maybe they ended up happily ever after. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Oh. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. We can't talk about it, though. Yeah. So. We'll get there. Uh, they start talking, uh, and Arihiko is talking about the quote-unquote freakish serial killings. Uh Uh-huh. There's been eight victims so far, all girls, and they have cross-shaped throat slashes. I don't think that's the shape of the throat slash ever comes up again. I don't believe it does. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds a a lot... Yeah, they're calling it a modern-day vampire, which is prescient. Uh huh. Um, I did so. I did not know this was about vampires yet. <laughs> you didn't know this was about vampires? Damn, I really did. Literally, all I knew was Mystic Eyes of Death Perception, uh, and Moon Princess okay. based on the title. You didn't even know what she was. Okay, that's interesting. I did not. Fascinating. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're talking about the serial killer, this vampire, quote-unquote, and a girl named uh, Yumizuka comes up, and this is the only time we're ever gonna see her in this route. I think she's probably important in another route. She, yeah, Shiki comments that it's kind of weird that she, like, jumped into their conversation and was so interested, and she wants, she's, like, chatting with them about it, but not, they don't really, nothing really comes of it. Yeah. It, more like, scene setting for like what because we we got a pretty good like hey here's how shiki got here Mm -hmm. but now they're they're giving the like day one is very much a like setup of like here's the state of the world Uh yeah there's a serial killing in this like kind of nice little town is it a little town it's called a town so i think it's like it's not a little town but it's not a city it's not like as big as a town yeah it's like somewhere between city and town I feel like there are there are shots with like apartment buildings. Yeah, there's definitely like, like that. large one. Um, there's um, a hotel. Anyway, you know. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. There's an eight story hotel. Uh-huh. So, Arihiko asks Shiki to meet him for lunch in the cafeteria instead of on the the roof as usual, and he says he's got a special guest for lunch. And this comes to choice two: Do we eat lunch in class, go to eat in the cafeteria, or? Go to the hallway to think about it. What'd you pick? <laughs> a hallway to think about is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, if only in part 
because it makes CL like you better. Uh-huh. And I don't know why, because I just went with the cafeteria. Yeah. Um, what did I pick? Oh, yeah. I figured I'd hang out with my boy. I chose to eat in class. And do you know hmm. what happens when you choose that? Shiki explains long-windedly that he doesn't have any food because he didn't let his uh, mom make food for him because he wasn't going to be able to deliver, re- like, bring the plate back. <laughs> so he has to go to the cafeteria anyway. That's really funny. So he just goes straight to the cafeteria. So, yeah, that's worth pointing out that, like, a lot of... A decent number of the choices are, like, how are you going to get to the same conclusion? Yeah. There are others that are like, oh... Um, based on this flowchart I'm looking at, presumably if you go out into the hallway, you actually meet CL. Yes. Um, I which you did a, not? a bad end that involved that. Oh. Um. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but like, if you go to the cafeteria, you don't, which is like a, and then if you, yeah, as you said, if you go to the classroom, you go to the cafeteria anyway, cause you don't yeah. have food. And you don't meet CL. Okay. Um, there are other choices that are like, oh, these are two entirely different scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like, oh, maybe you wake up the next day and, like, you're still in bed and then it continues. But, mm-hmm. like, there are minor choices that, that lead to the same outcome and more major ones that are, like, actually determine the course mm-hmm. of the So we get a little bit of... It's not a lot of food stuff in this game. There's a lot more in Stay Night, I believe, yeah? Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. This starts strong with him talking about ordering chikara udon, which made me so hungry. Uh Uh-huh. It's got mochi in it? It, The mochi Uh melts into the stock? Uh Uh-huh. I I want that, shit. Ben, I will make that for you. Please make that for me. Power udon. Right. And or we will go to japan and have them that's great yeah there's like barely any talk of food mm-hmm. and that's kind of a bummer imo because uh-huh. like unironically one of my favorite parts of stay night is the scenes of making food mm-hmm. that are frequent and like just describe the food in such detail mm-hmm. and that sounds yeah. lovely that's why they're making a cooking game yeah we're gonna have to do an episode on the cooking game Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so uh, he sits down with Arihiko, uh, who says, like, oh, actually, my special guest canceled. Uh, it's an older student I've been flirting with. Uh, but she said she had something else to do, etc. He eats some curry, <laughs> curry udon. Which, just real quick, if yeah. for no other reason, it has to be CL, because we haven't had an older student uh, introduced yet, <laughs> aside from her. Yeah, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so funny. Uh, Arihiko says that he woke up early today to go check out Shiki's, uh, family home, the mansion, because he cares about Shiki and he's worried about him going home to the mansion. It's so funny. They're so gay. Uh-huh. Um, we get a great, he's like, oh, your dad disinherited you. And we get this great line from Shiki where he says, my dad didn't disinherit me. He just kicked me out of the house somehow. Somehow. <laughs> somehow? Somehow? Again, this is a, like, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a... There are phrases in Japanese that are often just translated verbatim by fan translators. Yeah. That really would do better uh, with a little bit more coercion. <laughs> yeah. 
like fruit knife. Like or like like yeah, like there's higher somehow, stakes things than which fruit is like some fruit knife. I think I think the meaning is like I don't understand why, but I was kicked out and mm. that's why. Um yeah. but it definitely comes across as like uh yeah i don't it feels very much like he didn't disinherit me he just took me off his will somehow you know what i mean yeah <laughs> that's what yeah. it reads like yeah he didn't kill me he just stabbed me to death somehow <laughs> <gasps> uh-huh that kind of vibe um but that's just translation stuff but mm-hmm. yeah shiki says he he doesn't fucking know why he got kicked out and in fact he really really doesn't as a as a matter of fact uh-huh. he has absolutely no idea no why about a lot of things is that yeah it's the, so we cut straight to the end of the day and mm-hmm. the sunset is red and shiki says some horrible thing uh, i have the line i don't like red it feels like it soaks deep into the back of my eyes and i want to throw up yeah which is fascinating well, that to the beginning again i think i think it comes up again really soon in mm-hmm. on day two and then kind of just doesn't again mm-hmm. yeah. i mean i guess maybe you're supposed to remember but like he sees an awful lot of red in the back half of the, in the in the back most of this game and never comments on it again i think that there are some lines where he refers to red behind his eyes that com- okay. that specific imagery comes up a few more times my memory is garbage so <laughs> That's part of why I'm so glad that you took these notes. But like, uh-huh. yeah, I absolutely didn't uh, notice that. He is struck with thoughts about his car accident from when he was younger. He doesn't actually re- ever remember being in a car accident, which is notable. And but he, he doesn't. Yeah, he just doesn't remember. It's not like he remembers yeah. something else. It's just yeah. he he doesn't know. <laughs> he has no idea. He describes the scars on his chest as being burn like. Uh, which the doctors attributed to, like, a number of glass shards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, he has had dizzy spells ever since. Uh, he says they're anemia-like. Or, at other times, he just says he has anemia. Yeah, everyone, everyone who knows refers to him having anemia, uh-huh. which... Yeah. I, I'm not an anemia expert. I'm not sure how close this is. I know, yeah... I don't know how uh, realistic a depiction of this of anemia this is, especially given some of the stuff that happens. It's yeah, I I There's have zero idea because it's used initially. It's used for like oh, like yeah, I, something about anemia and like fainting or like feeling mm-hmm. kind of lightheaded. That I feel like I've heard those two things associated mm-hmm. and then there's like 17 other things that are also blamed on as anemia uh-huh. and I'm like mm. yeah it maybe a little feel... far away there uh-huh and yeah i don't know yeah okay so he thinks that his like physical weakness is why he got kicked out maybe mm-hmm. and uh yeah now it's time for choice three of the day shape up get ready go to the mansion because he's not going home to his uh his other house or uh fuck around at school for a little longer fuck around at school of course uh-huh time to fuck around at school a little more and who do we bump into except for ciel again this is the third time you can bump into her in the first day uh-huh i really want to make sure that you maybe notice her senpai uh-huh but she's the senpai so my one comment for this scene is shiki is a lesbian cannot tell if someone was flirting with him at all <laughs> 
how much fucking better would this game be if he was a lesbian? It still would have some irredeemable problems, is the answer. It would be really gross in some other ways. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, maybe... Some parts would be better. Some parts would be better. He's just a bad boy, is the thing. He's boring. His his worst sin is just being very plain. Mm-hmm. Bump into That's, CL. No, don't take those words out of context. Uh, that is by far not his worst sin. <laughs> but in terms of in terms of his character, at least at this point, he's just he's nothing. Yeah, he's not a very exciting protagonist. I mean, like I know I I get it. He's supposed to be a stand-in for the player, mm-hmm. but like I'm not a boy anymore, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it doesn't work that well. Uh-uh. So. CL's here. She wants to hang out with him. She wants to thank him for earlier, etc. She has some snacks that he she wants to share. Uh, he's like, oh, shouldn't you be, like, hanging out with kids your age? And she says, but I want to chat up a younger guy. Blush, blush. I hate it. I hate it. I did note here that, again, this isn't just... she. He did do something sweet for her, so at least there is an instigating factor for why she's, like, interested in him a little bit, right? He did do something nice. This isn't just like, oh, I've seen the protagonist, and now I've imprinted on him like a duckling. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, He he was very late to class doing something nice to help her. Uh, So I give him credit for this. That is one point. We'll see how the points end up at the end. Uh Uh-huh. It's gonna be bad, Ben. This is a this is a cute thing that she does. She's like, "Are you free right now?" And he's like, "Yes, I am free." And she grabs his sleeve and says, "Well, now you're caught. Let's go." <laughs> uh-huh. CL is very good, and she's probably the one who falls the most victim to just disappearing. Mm-hmm. There's something that happens with her that um, because she's just gone and does not ma- doesn't matter to the story for a while, it doesn't really hit like it should. I think I know what you're referring to. Okay, okay. So, she brings him <laughs> to the tea ceremony club room, which apparently she's the only member of the tea ceremony oh, club. <laughs> everything I learn about her, I love her. Uh-huh. He's all, like, intimidated by the formal setup, but she also drops that despite being the head of the teach the teach <laughs> ceremony so club, good. she doesn't know how to do it either. Presumably <laughs> because there was no one there to teach her. She's like, oh, I know to the pouring after that. Uh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so she says that she wanted to, like, hang out with him for a bit. This made me really want matcha tea. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'd be nice. She's like, yeah, just talk about whatever you got going on. I I think you're interesting. And he's like, oh, it's nice to have people listening to me. Mm -hmm. As it turns out, it is. Yeah. Shout outs to the one person still listening to this. (laughs) So he stalls for an hour just talking about his bullshit. And nothing really happens other than that. 
and it's time for him to return to the Tono House, which is a Western-style mansion, it is called out as being. Which also comes up a decent amount in Fate, <laughs> which is like, uh -huh. I'm, I am not sure what is being... Nasu loves yeah, England. There is something about Nasu writing Japanese families living in Western-style mansions that are mostly abandoned. <laughs> Uh-huh. That is like absolutely a fate. Or uh -huh. really a Nasuverse trope. Uh-huh. And I don't Yeah, we're using fate to describe the wider universe, but they all take place in the same multiverse. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the specifically fate cinematic universe. Tsukihime takes place in the Stay Night and Fate Zero universe. Mm-hmm. But not, notably not in the the Fate Extra universe. This is a totally different one. They have a very important conflicting thing. Yeah, despite the fact that, and I didn't talk about this at the time because I'm, I'm still in the progress process of playing Extra, and I'm really curious where she's going to go. But Aozuki shows up in Extra. Oh, the, she's the nobody. Girl? She's how you level up your servant. Fascinating. Okay, and like there is enough dialogue and plot. And like story there with the person that she's with that I feel like she must she's come up gonna later route here. play a major part in both this because either otherwise like why why is she the character you pulled for mm -hmm. for a game that is extremely referential to other faith things? But um, I was curious about her because she does have a model, which most most characters who have models have a fair bit of importance to the story, sprite? like a sprite. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But she doesn't look like, she doesn't look like an anime lead girl. You know what I mean? No, and like, we know that she doesn't have her own route. Yeah. So, but I was wondering how important she was, and then I just kind of forgot about her by the time I realized later on that no one else has a sprite aside from important characters. Uh-huh. So, he's got to go back to the mansion finally. He's, he can't stall uh any longer he's walking the the other way to he has to go out the front gate instead of the back gate now because of what direction the house is in and he's kind of getting like a little bit of nostalgia for his childhood so he doesn't feel quite as bad about it as he did earlier and this is where they drop that his dad is fucking dead yeah they his shitty dad is dead draw that out for so long <laughs> it's an incredible detail that he didn't find out until he read about it in the newspaper uh-huh. Which just goes to show, like, how much, not only his dad, but his entire family just distanced themselves from him. Uh-huh. Yeah, we also find out that his mother died of an illness after his little sister was born. Um, Weird. Which, this is where my theory that the, 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 like, opening of the game leads directly into the prologue came, was called into question, because the mom... I don't that timeline doesn't make sense for yeah, for the yeah. daughter to be born and then for that to happen. Yeah. For me too. That was the moment that I was like, okay, I had assumed that this kid was Shiki, but it seems like probably not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or or Shiki just had a lot of fucked up shit happen to him. <laughs> and or things. uh Shiki is an unreliable narrator when it comes to things that happened before about Eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, that is also, yeah. So we find out that his younger sister, Akiha, is the new head of the household. 
And she's been put through a lot to get there, presumably, because of how strict the father was with whoever was going to inherit the family mm-hmm. title. Um, I, I noted that we get a flashback to what Akiha looks like, and I noted that she looks like Force Femme Ash Ketchum in that <laughs> shot. I never really thought that fate looks... <laughs> I never really thought of fate as looking like the Pokemon art, the early Pokemon art style, but... Right then and there, it really did. Oh, I love you. It was hard to distance myself from that for a little while. I love you so much. I think I took a screenshot of that. I'm right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he gets to the mansion. He describes it as unnecessarily big, which all mansions are. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely. He he rings the doorbell, says it's like, I, I think he notes that it's like, not a cheerful sounding doorbell, which of course it's not. Come on. Yeah, of course it's miserable. And he's greeted by a very significant-looking red-haired maid. I mean, she has a sprite, so we know that... Uh-huh. Uh, See, at jokes this point, aside, I thought that there was going to be more sprites. One of the only... So, I, I said the only thing I knew about this game was um the Mystic Eyes of Death Perception. The other mm-hmm. thing I knew is that there are five routes, and that it's... um That this girl is one of them. Yeah, Arceid, CL... Akiha, and then the two maids. Which, yeah, now that we've talked about that, we gotta discuss that there's a whole route based on the little sister. We'll get and... there, Ben! <laughs> uh-huh. Yep, that episode's gonna be something, I'm sure. Uh-huh. If I'm not looking forward to something, it's that. Uh-huh. This is also the part where I noticed that, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. For myself, I hadn't really put that two and two together that the root was the same name as the sister until uh-huh. right about here. So anyway. <sighs> what have he, we subjected ourselves to? We are we are doing this for the people then. Uh-huh. So for they the don't people, have to. So that the people don't have to play this. Uh-huh. For history. History is watching us. History has its eyes on us. Yeah, we forgot to say this earlier. Part of this is just, I want a record of like, hey, what were those things that I did? Uh, or what was those? Yeah, what what about those things did I enjoy? What was mm-hmm. bad? Like sometimes I don't have time to play through a hundred and fifty hour visual novel. Sometimes I just want to, you know, listen to a seventeen hour podcast about it. <laughs> right, <laughs> this maid. I'm still on this maid. She's wearing a wild outfit, which is she's got a black kimono on and then a like standard like anime maid apron over it. Yeah, the their outfits are a lot. Uh-huh. Not bad, just fascinating. It's it's certainly a choice. Her name is Kohaku. And um she picks him up, not literally, and brings him to a sitting room. There's another like grumpier looking red maid who is wearing a normal maid uniform. Uh-huh. Uh normal anime maid uniform. Uh double maid. And also a girl with long dark hair. Uh, and a white headband, and she's wearing a school uniform. Not the same as his school. Who, I was about and... to say, looks nothing like Shiki, but then I remembered that we don't ever... I mean, like, we do see Shiki in the H scenes, We never see his face. We, yeah, we basically never see Shiki. It's called out later that they don't look alike. Yeah. Um, But, we, yeah, not for a long time. Akiha. She's kind of grumpy looking. She seems to be mad at him. 
And he's all like, wow, my little sister isn't a baby anymore. I hate um, it. They, oh God, they have this exchange that basically boils down to, oh, hey, sister, sis, you're hot now. And she basically says, well, you still look like a child. Uh-huh. Which is a pretty good comeback. It is a very good comeback for just, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I have actually written down is Shiki's sister is so mean. Um, mm-hmm. Because she is, yeah, she is she very much the like, okay, dad's no longer here. Now I'm the one who says there's a curfew and you better behave yourself. Uh-huh. She really does do that. She pl- she says that she doesn't know why he got sent away. And she tells him, like, you better fucking shape up. And he's like, well, uh, I'll try. I don't really intend to, though. Uh, she explains that she threw out all of their relatives from the house and fired most of the servants except for these two maids. Um, so, so the relatives are like side families, right? Like aunts and uncles who aren't part of the main family, but just kind of like mooch off of them. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe. That was the vibe I was getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, she threw them all out, which uh, Shiki's surprised by. He's like, wow, even dad didn't like defy people like that or defy the family like that and she's like i don't really care she says that she did it to make him feel more comfortable coming home which is is surprisingly nice yeah she says it like a threat almost but well because she wasn't gonna take no for an answer of him coming home but Uh um yeah that was that was an interesting like listen they all knew that dad didn't want you here Mm -hmm. so i got rid of him (laughs) yeah 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 um, Although it was also, I think she says it was also a power play of like, I'm in charge now. I have yeah. power. I'm no longer baby. I have power. <laughs> that comes up when he's like, well, I don't know if that's the way you should do things. She's like, I'm the head of the family. You're just some guy. Don't tell me what to do. Which, fair. <laughs> Fuck oh, off. Absolutely. Shiki. He absolutely should not come home. I, uh, like from school one day and be like hello head of the family uh-huh. <laughs> i don't think you're doing it right because you're a girl and admittedly she is pretty young to be in charge of a family whatever that means mm-hmm. but uh yeah so the shorter maid is named uh hisui and uh she looks a little bit like cool you know what i mean not like not like sick but like reserved yeah definitely and she's been Definitely, like, overly reserved, possibly. Yeah. Uh, she's the, uh, she's the Ray Evangelion of mm-hmm. this game. She's also his personal maid. They each have a maid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't need a maid, but also I can't cook or clean up after myself. <laughs> because it's... my mom did all that for me and I'm a child. So incredible how fast he's like, oh, actually having a maid would be nice. <laughs> Actually, yes, my mom did all that stuff for me. Uh-huh. He's such a he's such a child. Uh-huh. He's a baby. So they talk about the like layout of the mansion. It's got two wings. He describes each wing as being the size of a small hospital, which is a damning indictment of the space that they're wasting. It's I so think. much. Why? The specific wording of comparing it to a hospital uh-huh. is so much. I mean, have you seen his bedroom? Uh-huh. Yeah, wait. It's such a small bedroom. It's also just, like, yeah. It, it I mean, it is basically a hospital in many parts during this game. But, uh, that's true. 
It just doesn't look very comfy. No, no, no. Uh uh. No, this place uh this place doesn't seem like a fun place for uh teenagers to hang out. Mm-hmm. So Hisui ends up bringing him to what used to be his room when he was a kid. It hasn't been touched since he was there. Presumably it's been cleaned. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he asks uh, if there's a uh, TV anywhere in the house, and Hisui looks at him like if he asked if there was a fucking werewolves in the house. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm sorry. Uh, wh- wh- what? A television? Um, and he start. He's like trying to push her buttons to see if he can get her to smile, and it's like, dude, she's working. She's at work right now. Uh huh. Lay off. I. Mm-hmm. This was like, oh, I don't like Shiki at all. Uh huh. It can be read as either charitably is oh she's shy and like mm-hmm. her arc is gonna be Shiki needs to get her to warm up to him and then mm-hmm. like they're gonna fall in love and whatever. Yeah. Uncharitably, she is trying to have a job and like have a professional remove, mm-hmm. and Shiki's like, no, be my friend. Yeah, he's very much like, no, no, I'm not really your boss. I want to be like your cool friend, you know what I mean? And also you'll clean up after me all the time. Uh-huh. And it's like, I don't really like I uh, I didn't read this as being like horrible, you know what I mean? I've I've done a lot of customer service. Everyone thinks that they can do this, right? Yeah, I guess that's the Everyone like Everyone thinks they're the special like customer that uh the custom the person taking care of them is going to love, right? He's not unique. He still sucks. Yeah, it's not great, but I didn't like I I didn't immediately go, "Oh, I hate Cheeky." I was like, "Oh, he's a bit annoying about this, isn't he?" This was like the um, first the or maybe the third or fourth step in like oh, mm-hmm. he yeah. I was so hopeful for about 30 seconds that he wasn't just proto-Emia, mm-hmm. and it turns out he is, in fact, just proto-Emia. There, like I said, there's a couple things about him that I do like, um, but I'm in no way a Shiki apologist. Yeah, I, there are like I, there are things I like about Emia as well. Mm-hmm. They're just both... They're cut from the same cloth. So... She's like not really talking to him while he's trying to get her to smile, and then we realize that she's been she's like completely short circuited because she's trying to remember if there's a TV in the house, uh-huh. <laughs> which is great. <gasps> Turns out her uh, Kohaku has one, who we find out is her older sister. Mm-hmm. Kohaku's lovely. I love her. They're... Yeah, I-, I like Hisui too. They're an interesting pair. Yeah, but yeah, it- and then they go on to have uh, dinner. The worst dinner I can imagine. (laughs) Which is him sitting there with his maid standing directly behind him the whole time, (laughs) while Akiha stares at him, with Uh her maid standing directly behind her. The maids don't eat, and Akiha looks like she's gonna fucking pull his guts out through his throat. It's so funny. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, her... He, like, doesn't even real. He kind of is guessing why she's mad at him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we don't really have anything to go on besides those guesses. And so it's so funny that she just has this, like, burning hatred for him. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Then we get choice four for the day. What to do after dinner. And our options are go to the sitting room and talk to Akiha. Stay in, uh... Shiki stays in his room and just stares at a wall, I guess. Or... Go watch TV with Kohaku. <laughs> What'd you pick? I picked Stay. I also picked Stay, because I didn't want to push in any other root direction. Even yeah. though I know you can't, 
you need to complete one route before you can trigger anyone else's route, but, you know. Yeah. Playing it safe. Yeah. Either CL or Arcea to start off yes, with. But, that like, is true. none of these three characters are, uh, <laughs> are available on a first playthrough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, um... Although this does actually uh, trigger a scene with Hisui, who comes to his room uh, looking to make the bed. Is that what she's doing? I believe so. I think that this is where that whole conversation takes place. Which conversation? The one that we just talked about, where... Unless... Oh no, he does it in both places. Okay. He the second the time is worse thing. then, because that's where I made yeah. the note. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, he like is trying to get her to laugh in the first place, and then he kind of pushes more in this one. Yeah. Because she's like, leave the room so I can do my work, and he's like, no, I want to hang out. <laughs> God. <laughs> Which I, I get it, but also, yeah. We also find out that the mansion has a curfew. You mentioned this earlier. Uh, they lock the outer gates at 7, the house doors are locked at 8, and you're not allowed to even walk around inside the mansion after 10. Which is fascinating. <laughs> uh-huh. Very specific and rigid. Yeah, and I can't... I still don't know how much of that is... Um, please do this to keep up appearances? Mm-hmm. And how much of that is actually there are things going on and we need to enforce this. Uh-huh. Because at least for this route, it feels arbitrary. They do talk about how uh, with the serial killer around, they're being cautious. Yeah. But I think that there's always been a curfew. And mostly the serial killing is just the reason that Shiki doesn't like complain about it too much. Yeah, yeah. He asks her to stop calling him Shiki-sama. She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to. She wants that removed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she tries. She like goes to leave. He grabs her shoulder and she smacks him. Yeah. Does not like being touched. Yeah. Especially not by her boss. Which is like it is played as there is so much more there. Uh huh. And I'm sure that we will find out what. But we'll find out some stuff with her. I'm sure. Yeah. Pretty not cool. Yeah. This is yeah. the part. This is a part where I was like, oh. Right, okay. No, dude, please, learn to chill. Uh-huh. I'm fuck. begging you. <laughs> it's yeah, okay, well. you can calm down once in a while. He asks why uh, Akiha isn't at boarding school anymore. She's uh, going to school locally now. He sweet explains and then leaves. Not too much happens with her after that. She apologizes for hitting him, and I think he apologizes for... You know, yeah. his bullshit. He's like, kind of he thing. he is at least not enough of a bastard to, like, do something dumb and then not apologize for it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of apologizing this route. Uh-huh. So, he, like, thinks about how much he and his sister has changed, and uh, he regrets leaving her all alone all this time, not that they really had a choice. And then he falls asleep, takes him a little while because he feels uncomfortable, and then we get some weird a-wooing. <laughs> In the night. A woo! So, this rules. The spooky dog howling? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The, like, the spooky dog howling, the the blue crow just looking at him. These games are horror games sometimes. Yeah, and, like, I wasn't sure how much of that to expect. Uh And, in fact, like, again, I knew basically nothing going in. So, it's fascinating having seen or yeah having played stay night and having 
sections of that turn into horror games. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe I like this game the most when it's when it is just a horror game. When it's being really scary, yeah. That those might be some of my favorite moments. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, it's just like it immediately it goes from like kind of like slice of life, like nothing really. The the prologue is a little bit like fantastical, mm-hmm. and then all of day one is just like. Yeah, you know, maybe there's some weird things going on in town, but it's, like, very relaxed. Freakish serial killings. I mean, like, moving into a new house and, like, there are, there are, there are plot beats, but it's all, like, very down to earth. And Mm -hmm. then there's this blue crow just staring at him and, like, far Uh off dogs howling and Mm -hmm. it rules. dog's getting louder progressively. Uh, We get a horrible line where he's like... I'm the only man in the house, so it's my job to investigate. <laughs> but yeah, so he can't sleep because of the dogs. He's sure everyone else is going to get woken up. So he heads outside. Uh, there's, I liked the, the... I noted down that I liked the spooky music that was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this like five-second spooky music loop. <laughs> and he heads to where he hears dogs, and there's no dogs there. There's just a big tall man in a dark coat who who presumably must be three dogs in a trench coat. <laughs> oh Ben. Um, oh Ben. <laughs> He's so much more than just three dogs in a trench coat. <laughs> so the howling is coming from like beside him, almost like he has an invisible dog with him. Is how it's described. Yeah. And Shiki is having a hard time breathing. Uh-huh. This is the first time it is far from the last that like he is physically impacted by things that he not necessarily shouldn't be, but mm-hmm. feel weird to be. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like, uh, you know, in uh, Bloodborne, where if certain monsters see you, you get frenzy build up. Yeah, and then yeah. like you suddenly are like really, really unhealthy, even though you had full health a second ago. Uh-huh. It's like that. Uh-huh. He's getting a frenzy effect uh-huh. from looking at this guy. Yeah, so the crow lands on the guy's shoulder. Uh, we see his the guy's sprite, which is really weird looking. And the crow disappears, and he mumbles something about she's not here or something. He's not looking for Shiki, but he's looking for someone. Yeah. And he leaves, and Shiki can breathe again, and just kind of stumbles back to bed. And for a minute, when his glasses, when he gets back to his room, the his glasses fail, and he starts seeing the cracks again. Yeah. I have that written down. I don't remember what caused that. I have no idea, because I don't think the glasses ever really fail besides this moment. And it's not because the moon is particularly bright, right? No. No, because it doesn't happen on the last day, which well, is, a, yeah, cause is the full, full moon. moon is like 10 days away. Mm-hmm. That's, um, yeah. Presumably it has something to do with this guy, like, triggering his um, mystic eyes. Yeah. But yeah, we don't get a specific explanation for it. Mm-hmm. So, but he's feeling anemic. He feels awful. And he's like, oh, this, I just really, I really just hope this was a bad dream and goes to sleep. Uh-huh. And man, I'm... I feel you. I've had those fucking days where I'm just like, wow, wouldn't it be nice if that didn't happen? Uh-huh. Yeah, he has no idea. Absolutely not. So we move on to day two. Inversion Impulse 2, it's called. 
Uh, so this is October 22nd. It's Friday. Shiki wakes up. Uh, we get a little bit of, uh, let's see. Oh, he wakes up because Hisui wakes him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get that, he, obviously, when his glasses are off, he can see the cracks again, the the lines. And every morning it kind of upsets him a little bit and he wrestles for his glasses. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Yeah, we get this really weird moment where apparently he fell asleep in his, like, uniform, his school uniform, because all he has is pajamas and school uniform, apparently. Uh-huh. So he changed into his school uniform to go outside, and he, when he came back in, he fell asleep in it, and I guess Kohaku stripped him and changed his outfit, including his underwear, we find out. Wait, yeah, right, because she found him on... On top of the covers. On top of the covers. In his uniform, so she just stripped him bare-ass naked. Mm-hmm. That's something. Uh, yeah, he says, wake, wake him up next time. But fair. <laughs> fair. Listen, I know, I know you're trying your best, Kahaku, but... Uh-huh, she's just trying to be helpful. She doesn't care if she has to see his nasty dick. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We can't. Uh, next up, he's getting ready for school, he goes and sees Akiha and Kohaku's in the sitting room, and we come down to another choice. Who to say hi to? I said both. Akiha, Kohaku, or both. And I picked both, too. Oh, I did want to note, Akiha goes to the Asagami uh, Ladies Academy, which is, um, interesting, because there's a character named Fujino Asagami, who is from the Garden of Sinners, which uh-huh. is a work we'll be appro- approaching later. Uh-huh. Sometime... Uh, presumably they're related. Sometime when I can, you know, curl up on your lap and watch together, because that is, uh... I think I've heard that the the OVAs are the best way to see that, and, um, mm-hmm. they are rough right off the bat. Grim? Grim. Uh, uh-huh. I think it's... Uh-huh. Like, literally, the first frame is someone about to jump off a building. Shit. Yeah, okay. So, presumably, this is related in some way. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna say, real quick, that... Actually, we missed it, but... The beginning of night one is where mm-hmm. uh, the far side routes and the near side routes diverge. Oh, yeah. So, near side is CL and Arceid, far side is Hisui, Kohaku, and Akiha. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, I, I believe the order that you're quote-unquote supposed to play them in is um, Arceid, CL, Akiha, Hisui, Kohaku? Hisui, and then Kohaku. Kohaku is locked until you do Hisui, yes. apparently. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I, Again, we'll, we'll, I, we'll talk. We'll at talk. this point, we've finished the one of the two nearside routes. So, mm-hmm. like, I have a rough idea of what the plot of the other one is. Mm-hmm. Because, I, yeah, I get the feeling that uh, the plot will diverge less than, say, the Fate Stay Night routes do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, events will change, but, like, roughly I know what the setup is. Yeah. Let's I speculate a little at the end. Absolutely know nothing about uh-huh. <laughs> the far side routes. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so uh, the, 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 those dogs last night were pretty fucked up, huh? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, that's bullshit. It didn't happen. You had a dream. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh-huh. 
Um, uh, what else? Uh, Kohaku's calling him uh, Shiki-san instead of Shiki-sama, so she listened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before he goes, Kohaku brings him a box that was left for him by his dad. And he doesn't want to open it. He's like, oh, fuck, fuck the old man. Uh, I don't care about his inheriting whatever. And Kohaku's given him the, oh, I'm so curious about what's in this box. <gasps> She's so cute. She's uh-huh. just curious. <laughs> She's so curious. So he opens it to humor her. And it's an, a plain old, but like finely made knife, folding knife with a 10 centimeter blade. Which is pretty short. It's pretty short, I think. And it has the kanji for seven knights carved into the side, apparently. Yeah, which, again, I'm sure will come up at some point, but Mm -hmm. definitely didn't on this route. Uh But it's like, it is so called out. They they go out of their way to say, huh, isn't this weird? Huh? Isn't this thing weird? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So we do get some confirmation that he wasn't dreaming last night. There was blood spatters underneath the streetlight that he saw that guy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, nothing else happens in the mansion. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and speed this up a little. My producer told me I have to go a little faster. The producer is you, Ben. <laughs> um, you're the one doing. I guess you're the editor. The, my my we're production both, assistant. We're both producers. I'm just <laughs> here to to say dumb things and. A Goomba. What do you think I'm here for? This is a podcast about the Fate franchise. We're gonna have a lot of dumb things to say. Okay, so he makes it to school. Uh, Ciel's in his classroom hanging out with uh, Arihiko. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like all chat for a little bit. Arihiko has a great line where he's like, for some reason he's talking about how he would he would beat the shit out of his parents, but he would never fight Shiki. Uh huh. CL ships them. Uh-huh. I think here CL also says something about Shiki not like it shouldn't be out so late or something. Does she? Oh, I didn't note that. Which is like at this point I a hundred percent didn't know what was going on with Shiki. And I was like, is she implying that he's the one doing the killings? Mm-hmm. As it turns out, no, she's not, but mm-hmm. She's just but like she's implying something, but she is saying, "Hey, I know that you were like outside mm-hmm. at night last night, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Which is weird, weird, strange that that she's telling him that. Well, she does always seem to fucking pop up wherever he is. Yeah, and of course they're both they both have the hots for CL. What other yeah. way could this have gone except for the two of them kissing? Uh huh. The thing that I do like about it is that he's he like play acts being jealous. Yeah, Arihiko does. Yeah, but he's still like so jovial about Shiki. Yeah, and at least at least he knows what he wants. Uh huh. Shiki just over here like, oh yeah, she's just a good friend. Uh huh. I definitely never have thought at all about you know maybe smooching or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's no. that's impossible check back with me in, like, three days and we'll see whether I'm on her route or not. Uh-huh. Um, we get another choice uh, to decide where to have lunch, classroom, or cafeteria. What'd you pick? I went to the cafeteria. Might as well. I picked the classroom. What did you... What happened when you went to the uh, cafeteria instead? 
I don't. Okay, my next notes are um for the thing completely. that happens next. Um, I think uh, they so get nothing food? interesting happened. Yeah, no, I don't think anything like particularly important happened. It was just like good food. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I missed could, some good food content, is what you're saying. It's remarked on what CL eats, and I don't remember what she eats. Oh damn, man, that's the good shit. Oh, it's curry. She eats curry. Oh, and she's like, huh, weird. Because apparently, I think I think the whole thing is that the school curry is bad. Uh huh. <laughs> that it's like just okay. the the udon that is good. I I'm gonna tell this. Uh, this is relevant now. It's something that will come up in the CL route, but I might as well mention it now. If you go to wait in the hallway to think about it, and and you meet up with CL, she like brings you to the the lunch room, and she's like, "I'm gonna buy you lunch. Are you picky?" And he's like, "No." And she comes back with. Uh, curry udon, curry rice, and curry rice. And she says, "Pick." She says, "Pick any two you like." <laughs> I love her. That's <laughs> so funny. And he's like, "Well, obviously, I picked the udon and the rice because the other choice is hell." <laughs> um, um. Yeah, she's she's great. Um, so staying in the classroom means that actually he goes to the cafeteria, buys bread, and then comes back to the classroom. And they he notes that, uh, Satsuki, um, Yumizuka is missing. She absent today. Huh. She? I, I immediately noted this as suspicious. That... I was like, oh, she's the next victim. I, that, that's immediately what I thought. But we don't ever get confirmation of that. Yeah, that name comes up, like, once more towards the end of the game. Yeah, or towards the end of this route, but absent. like, I I assume that yeah, it's interesting that she doesn't have a sprite and like is mentioned twice and then like never again. She does have a sprite. Does she's she? The one who has a sprite. She's the one who butts into their conversation. I do not remember her. Yeah, she she has a pretty like plain looking anime girl sprite. Oh like, God! Yeah. Hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Real but quick, yeah, she, if I were yeah. to just. Skip through which conversation does she butt into? <laughs> uh, the um, the one where uh, Arihiko is telling him about the serial killer. She's like interested in it. Oh right, right, and like right. butts in a okay. little. And Shiki's like, "Oh, that's weird." Mm-hmm. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Right. So the class is boring, and then he like spots a crow, not uh-huh. a blue crow. Uh-huh. Just a regular crow, but he immediately starts having what he calls an anemia attack. Yeah, and he like faints. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he's fine. Arihiko's like, no, no, I'm going to step in and make sure that he either gets to the infirmary or bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and makes a big deal about it, and the teacher's like, okay, yeah, he can do whatever he wants, I guess. And so Shiki's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk home. I don't want to go to the infirmary and fall asleep and like wake up after school. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's a good thing that he doesn't go to the infirmary. As it turns out, <laughs> no, no spoilers. I, I <laughs> would say we're spoiling this entire game. <laughs> well, that's that's stuff that doesn't come up for a while. Um, I was going to say it's a bad idea to walk home while having fainting spells alone. Yeah, that's definitely not, like, a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially, it, it ends up being a terrible idea, given what happens next. Uh-huh. 
Shiki heads home a little bit early. Uh, he's still dizzy. He's like not as he's weaker than he thought. Um, he stops and like rests hit on a like uh, railing on the side of the road on on the side of the sidewalk, and just like he has this like drama dramatic thoughts about how isolated and lonely people are. And then he spots this girl. <laughs> What's your first thoughts on seeing Arceid? She's here, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, is my note. She looks very severe. She has a shoulder-length blonde hair, she has bright red eyes, and she's wearing, like, a white sweater. Uh-huh. Later we find out she's got a purple skirt. I love- This is, like, a real I- close crop shot. Okay, I love- I love her. Um, her entire sprite- I love all of the sprites we see in this route. Mm-hmm. This- the entire sprite that you, Ben, sent me- Makes her look like an office lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she does a little bit. I think it's like a cute, plain outfit. Yeah, no, it 100% is. I just, I think it's the shoes that kill it for me. But uh-huh. like, yeah, her, yeah, she's, I love her look. Listen, mm-hmm. known, known lover of red eyes, Fen Fox uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. But. She's got the little turtleneck on. Uh-huh, she's, she's very cute. Skipping out a tiny bit, but all of her facial expressions are so good. She has some high-tier expressions. She's so adorable. I <laughs> love her. Um, yeah, so me me and you both cheering as soon as she comes on screen. A little prematurely. Uh-huh. <laughs> as um, it turns out. Shiki is struck by her. Which is fair. She's which like is fair. She's both beautiful and also freaking Mysterious. striking uh-huh yeah like, she's she's a foreigner too is it's called out she's yeah not, she's not japanese yeah i mean like even for yeah setting that aside mm-hmm. like bright red eyes are not common. not normal uh-huh <gasps> i mean in fate i don't know that that happens a lot but he hasn't seen that shit yeah so he's like i gotta talk to this girl i gotta find out her name and he starts like running after her trying to catch up like wow she's so she's so pretty i i I just gotta like and then then the turn happens and all of a sudden this boy is just kind of calmly walking after her she still hasn't noticed him Uh uh-huh this is where my heart just my entire body just tensed up and Uh i was like excuse me what is happening Uh Uh yeah uh uh-huh um (laughs) He's like, oh, I want to ask her name, but also that's not really what I want to do. And I don't. I was like, I don't like the way that's phrased. There is some gross language in this scene outside of the actions that take place. Uh-huh. Yeah, the way he, like, changes completely. I was like, wow, I completely misread this character. Like, this is the reveal of him being some kind of horrible monster. Yeah, I think very towards the end there's an explanation for like this shift Mm -hmm. Uh, or there's a half explanation yeah we never really get a full explanation for why this happened um but yeah there's certainly there is definitely a like noticeable this is a different person now Mm -hmm. yeah he's like fingering his knife saying he has all the tools he needs yeah fucked up which again leads into earlier in the day uh cl saying like you shouldn't be out playing so late mm-hmm. i was like oh he is the killer <laughs> uh-huh. oh he's the serial killer 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that would have been an interesting way for it to take. So he stalks her back to her apartment. He watches her get in the elevator. He sees what floor it stops on. He, like, somehow figures out what apartment she's in based on the mailboxes? I, I, yeah, I believe it's the mailbox. I think he's, like, sensitive. Oh, no, it's the, it's the, like, buzzer. Oh. Like, you know, like, big apartment buildings have those, like, buzzers Uh in the front, so you can, like, buzz somebody and they can buzz you in? Mm -hmm. Or, like, yeah, you can, you can, like, yeah. Um, I think he looks at that, that nameplate and is like, oh, that's her. Okay. But he doesn't know her name. Oh, right. How does... Yeah. I think he senses it. I think he gets yeah. a weird sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the actual thing, is that he's in 100%. He's in, he's in he's like... In some kind of mode. Yeah, he's in he's in werewolf mode, let's say. I, I just called it fucked up murder horny mode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen. So, oh god, we get this line, I wanna bleep her. Which is... Where it's, like, censored what he yeah. wants to do. Which is, like, fate... Stay night does, does this shit. Yeah, does the same thing at least once. Mm-hmm. But like that one, it happens like way later into the game, so you have a way better idea of who the character is. Mm-hmm. And also, again, it's like it's a it's a one off thing in that game, not like hey, you're we're still introducing you to this character. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're doing with them, which uh-huh. is like yeah, I don't know. This feels. It would be way cooler. I don't know. Th- yeah, this scene just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't really read. To- it reads more like we are discovering something about the character than this is an abnormal behavior for the character. Yeah. And I think that yeah. may be a consequence of there was originally supposed to be two weeks before this happened. Uh-huh. That were just cut. Out. That would have changed the the um the like this scene a whole lot. It would yeah. have been. Way more like, oh, what is happening, not, uh-huh. oh, this character is possibly... Oh, he's a rapist. He's a rapist, <laughs> that's yeah. That's absolutely where I thought this was going. This is like, yeah, there is, there is, that's what I meant, kind of, by like, he's uncomfortably horny. Yeah. In this scene. He's very horny in this scene. Uh, yeah, it's fucking gross. So... He gets to the door, and I'm like, oh, this is terrible. And he takes off his glasses, and I was like, oh, no, this is worse. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it's worse. Um, We get a note that he's seeing, like, weird black nodes growing on the lines around him. Yeah. That doesn't really get explained until later. It's the first hint. Uh-huh. And then we get the, the, the climax of the scene. She opens the door crack. He somehow forces his way in and cuts her into 17 pieces before she even realizes what's happening. And it's, it's, this comes up again and again, is like, when he is in this, he can shift into a mode where his reflexes are greatly enhanced. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's never really explained why. No, again, I'm just 90% sure. Eyes. Based on stuff that is said towards the end of the game, it has to do with like his his heritage. We don't know his. Her- okay, well, we can't talk about that part. Yeah, I, again, this is like speculation, not knowledge. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure it will be uh, addressed at some point. Uh huh. But yeah. So yeah, he fucking butchers her. Yeah, here's where I think right. Yeah, he butchers her and like falls down. He, you know, he butchers her, and then you have a an option to to say, oh. This was just a dream. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, this is a bad dream, or this was reality wrought by my hands. Yeah. This music rocks also. This is my favorite music track in the game. This, like, scary chanting, like, drums. Oh, it rules. It's so good. And it's used so sparingly. Fucking sick music. Great music. It only comes up a few times. Uh, There's a bad end where it comes up, which is very, very funny when it does. Uh Uh-huh. I was not sure what to believe at this point. He has a breakdown after he realizes what he did. Like, yeah. he, immediately he is back to being the Shiki that we've known so far. He is stunned that he could have done this and doesn't want to believe it. Yeah, which is, I think, what, wait, well, so which did you p- pick? Dream or reality? I picked a dream because it told me to in the guide. Okay. They're similar. Okay. You, d- you checked both? Yeah. I think, Can you tell me about both? Let's see. I think I did reality first. Mm-hmm. And dream makes more sense canonically because there is, I think, the next day maybe he mentioned, or no, it's like it's it, yeah, maybe the, maybe it is the next day he mentions something about like falling down onto his knees, which like just mm-hmm. doesn't happen in reality. He like goes over mm-hmm. to his sink and starts vomiting mm-hmm. immediately. Dream is like he he just kind of wallows in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, what did I, what did I, this can't be real, right? Mm-hmm. And reality is like a, a kind of just a truncated version of that, but, but not the, there's not the element of maybe this didn't happen. He's like, oh, wow, that was, fuck, <laughs> damn, mm-hmm. I, what did I do? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not until he gets home and i think wakes up the next morning that he's like oh that that can't have been real right Uh uh-huh yeah he like kind of blacks out partway through this yeah we get some like flashes of different scenes it starts raining he's like maybe maybe i have lost my mind this whole time you know what i mean yeah and yeah he like and we see a flash of the park and then he wakes up and he's he's like suddenly in his room and he's sweet asking if he's okay yeah we get like weird like very stressful flashes of this girl's face the the mysterious girl that we know is arseid uh-huh and apparently kohaku found him dazed in the park getting rained on the <laughs> kohaku is used as a plot device so much <laughs> yeah she just seems to be in the right place at the right time sometimes which is like i think it, it gets better but about like not having her be the person who is everywhere that they need her to be. Uh-huh. But it is very funny that like, oh, I just happened to be in the park and so, saw him wallowing in the rain. Yeah. Um they they don't know anything's gone wrong because of the combination of like rolling around in the mud in the rain and the water uh washed all of the blood off of him. Is that what happened? Yeah, Hisui says there was no blood on his clothes, but she washed mud off of them yeah so that for me was like oh did none of this happen mm-hmm. oh i definitely thought that this happened i i was never i was never unsure that he did this thing i so knowing that rc is a major character in this game mm-hmm. i was like this can't have happened this this has to be a a dream or something <laughs> this but we can't get that line fan he says that it must have been a dream, and then he remembers his sensei telling him never to tell lies that can't fool himself. 
Uh-huh. Right. I think uh, shortly before or after that, he says reason and memory are liabilities at times like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is great. Like, oh, right, I did this. Sucks to be, like, sapient. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's day two. Uh, our, our hero commits a brutal, m- horny murder. It that The description of him cutting her into 17 pieces was like, oh, that's Shiki's noble phantasm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, and it's all very horny. Yeah, I... Uh, That's the other thing about it. This was, like, the first time that I was truly uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Which I might be... Fair. It has to be the point that this is the point where, like, oh, God, Shiki... Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're... you're I... I think you are supposed to be uncomfortable with this. The way that this visual novel approaches sexuality later on makes it difficult to tell uh, what you're supposed to be grossed out about and what you're supposed to be titillated by. Uh-huh. But I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be fucking scared at this moment. Which, fair. It like, worked. My heart was like pounding. It's... My body was tense. I was like, uh-huh. what was is like going on? I, like, was totally taken aback by this. I was like, I I think I messaged you. I was like, this game fucking just took off running. Uh huh. I it sure does. Just like get gets through day one and the very beginning of day two, and then just kicks you in the teeth. Uh huh. I think it's really interesting. I think that it could definitely could have been handled better, but it's hell of a twist. I think it could have been handled better. Uh huh. Is definitely true. Uh huh. Yeah, it could have it could have been set up better. It could have been a little less. Uh, gross with the way that it's handled, but here's the thing: I have already at this point kind of thought of Shiki as being like a gross cis boy, right? Because of the way he behaves around women. So his sudden change into like uh, what is implied to be almost sexual assault is not the line isn't as clear as it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's already treating women bad. You know what I mean? So I'm not, like, hey ben, totally shocked about this. He's treating women better than Emiya somehow. And yeah, I know. I hate it. Well, we'll see if that sticks up. It definitely doesn't... Mm. We can't talk about it. We have to have patience. Uh-huh. In Look forward to us covering Fate Stay Night in a year. <laughs> When we get around to it, um, uh-huh. yeah, there are the time really good right parts now. of that game, and then there is there are some real bad ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, we have to keep moving. We cannot. We have to keep moving. We can't linger on this any longer. Um, it's a hell of a thing. But yeah, I, I yeah. Closing thoughts. This is this is where the game reveals its hand of like, mm-hmm. oh, things are gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild I mean, things are gonna happen. Uh Arceid's on the box art of this game. Yeah. And and Shiki isn't everything you've been led to believe. Like yeah. there's something going on there. Day three. The Black Beast won. Uh this is Saturday, October twenty-third. He didn't sleep well, Fan. Huh. Why? Wonder. Why? That's weird. He's having uh, flashbacks to that weird dream he had. Mm-hmm. What even happens in the morning? He, um... 
Kisui's kind of in a weird mood. She brings him his uniform, etc. She draws a bath for him. He's like, oh, my throat is sore, almost as if I was throwing up a lot. Yeah, weird. The the bath did make him feel better, though. I mean, listen. <laughs> Same. He uh, tries to leave without eating. Uh, Kiha yells at him for not getting someone to pick him up yesterday. She's being mm-hmm. nice. This is the first time we see her, like, being actually nice to him, even though she's still kind of mean. Yeah, she, like, she, like, clearly cares about him, but is also trying to be his dad. Yeah. Uh, I also think it's weird that she, she really doesn't have any other outfits, huh? She's the head of a noble family, but she's just gonna wear that school uniform every out, every scene, huh? Listen, Ben, it is, that, that is, like, a thing I absolutely didn't notice, because it's, like, why would she have any other outfits? She's in a visual novel. Of course she only has one sprite. <laughs> I know, I know. She doesn't even go to school, Fen. <laughs> we don't ever see her at school. I mean, she, we know she goes to school. I know, just like, why is that the outfit they picked? Anyway, I'm being, I'm being uh, nitpicky. But, I mean, fair. Listen. First choice of the day is what to talk about with, the, with people in the morning. Whether to talk about Akiha uh kohaku or the mansion this is to talk to akiha specifically yeah talk to her about herself talk about kohaku or talk about the mansion what'd you pick i picked the mansion which was like also picked the mansion okay um the thing i have written here is that like and i remember this is like day two is a kick in the teeth and just sprinting and then this is like okay let's get back to like nice day-to-day just normal stuff but your heart is still beating really fast like talking about how i kicked out all of my relatives and like what we're doing Uh with the mansion and stuff wasting all this space the library's haunted yeah and just like like perfectly normal stuff except for the library being haunted not yeah yeah not perfectly normal but like we've gone back to like okay now everything's everything's back to normal maybe that was just a bad dream Maybe mm-hmm. we're back to like, oh, yeah, he's just living his life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he heads to school. He sweet tells him to take it easy. And what does he see on the way to school, Fan? He sees just a gorgeous girl named Arceid. He doesn't know her name is Arceid yet, but she sure is smiling and kicking her legs, just waiting for him. Yep, she's sitting up on a guardrail in one piece, not 17. And she waves at him like a like a friend that she's waiting for. It rules. This is a great scene. It rules so this much. Absolutely. Uh was one of the best things that happened in this game. Everything from that to like he just sees her wave and sprints. He's like, he, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, he doesn't have the weird reaction. He does think like, oh, uh, didn't I kill her yesterday? And then she Pops up and uh, walks. <laughs> I noted that she just walked into oncoming traffic. Uh huh. And he, like you said, he just fucking sprints, and she just casually walks after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's like the fucking it follows monster. Every time he looks behind him, she's just casually walking, just like twenty feet back from him. Yeah, and he is like he is trying his best to get away from her. He's running as fast as he can. She's not moving very fast. But somehow she's always right there. Uh-huh. Weird. Strange uh-huh. that. Uh, and yeah, he's like, absolutely. She's just gonna, she's gonna kill me. I gotta get out of here. 
and uh, eventually he manages to corner himself in an alley as his body gives out. And she's just like, oh, is the chase over already? I, so, uh-huh. I, I think I posted that on Twitter, but that was like, oh, she's perfect. I adore her. I wrote, I immediately love this girl. I love her already is what I wrote. Uh-huh. Glad we're on the same page. Uh-huh. She's like, you gave me a lot of trouble yesterday. Yeah, no, you did kill me. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> and he has this incredible line. Don't be ridiculous. Dead people can't be alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh-huh. It's such a it's such a goofy conversation. Like I cannot overstate how how like clowny their conversation is. Uh-huh. It's great because she is completely not what you expect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She like corners him and then is like, eh, as long as you'll you're gonna apologize, like uh-huh. I'll forgive you. Yeah. Oh but like also shout outs to Arcead for requiring material amends as part of an apology <laughs> uh-huh. she's like yeah, yeah no you killed me of course i'm gonna ask you for help it was a huge inconvenience yeah no she's like i came back to life and he's like humans can't do that and she's like that's a good thing i'm not human <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh um yeah but she thinks that killian will be a waste um and she wants an apology and amends mm-hmm. uh, He's going to help her hunt down the serial killer, who is an evil vampire. Unlike her, who is not, who is a not evil vampire. So this is, I think she introduces herself as a true ancestor type vampire. Uh-huh. Uh, which is just, again, the fate nouns are so good. Yeah, they get a little confusing he, uh, in parts that are coming up. Yeah. There's a lot of similar terms. But true ancestor rules. Stay Night has, or the Reltanua, the version that everyone should play that doesn't have sex scenes and does have voice acting. Voice acting, as it turns out, helps make uh, vague or unclear dialogue really clear who's speaking. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is like one of the first times, and maybe one of the only times, uh, in, in this route at least, where I had a lot of, there were moments where I was like, I cannot tell who's speaking part of that might be translation but like gods if if there was voice acting which we we're gonna watch the Tsukihime remake trailer at some point Mm -hmm. i really hope it adds adds voice acting but yeah Yeah, that'd be cool that's just a a thing that i noticed that was like oh right voice acting is really nice not only for like the voice acting in rialtanua is very good um, mm-hmm. but also it's just a like a, a thing of like oh right that's who's that's who's talking. Yeah, there's some just this scene is so good. She's he's she's like yeah I came to town to kill this vampire and he's like you came to town to kill a vampire and she's like yeah I was gonna last night but someone fucking interrupted me. <laughs> she's so like she's so um uh passive aggressive about it. It's great. She's like, oh, I absolutely was going to kill you, but I cooled off a little bit, and now I want to use you as a meat shield. I love her! Um, She knows that normally being cut into pieces wouldn't be a big deal for her, because of how powerful (laughs) Uh she is. But the way he did it, she doesn't know about his mystic eyes, but she knows that there's something fucked up about the way he killed her. Because she had to, instead of reattaching her parts, 
grow them back. Yeah, which they is... took all night and drained her enor- enormously, and she's now vulnerable to the enemy vampire. Yeah, there's a thing that someone says later that I don't understand about her regrowing, but mm-hmm. the amount of power it took specifically. But like, mm-hmm. this is... I think this is probably the first moment where we get like like Shiki cutting down a tree is like impressive, mm-hmm. and I guess we we didn't ever see her at her full power. Yeah, we we don't really get to see that. But there is a there's definitely a like oh his eyes are really are something special. Yes, yeah, we get we get the sign that there's a bunch of supernatural shit out there, and whatever he's got going on is unusual even for that. Yeah, I I don't remember if. It's, I don't think it's this conversation, but it's it's soon. I think but. later later she says like your eyes are or mystic eyes are even rare for true mm-hmm. ancestors. She does like yeah. The the thing is she doesn't she's never even heard of uh mystic eyes of death perception being real. Yeah yeah. He has the fucking gall to act like she's imposing on him. I he sucks. <laughs> Which admittedly, uh, if I was a normal person. <laughs> I wouldn't have killed her, but but also I would be pretty uh, unnerved by what she's asking him to do. He could stand to be a little more like uh, gracious Emiya Shiro for his life in this moment. <laughs> uh huh. And then they are attacked by uh, a fucked up dog. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They see that blue crow, and then a fucked up dog tries to kill him. I love again. I just love when the game becomes, like, all of a sudden it's like, oh right, horror time now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like, fucking grabs the dog, she like, shoves him, and then grabs the dog and throws it into the air so hard that it hits the ground and explodes, pretty much. <laughs> it's so goofy. <laughs> yeah, and also like, oh shit, wow, she could do some shit. Yeah, like, even, she just said she lost most of her power. She's still really, like, uh-huh. She just kind of walked after him and stayed up with him sprinting at full speed and then just uh-huh. punted a dog into the air. Yeah, she is like, well, that was it. That was the last of my juice. Uh-huh. Good job. You should have shouldn't have gotten fucking killed there or almost killed. And so we get these choices. What do we do? Do we agree to cooperate with her? Do we refuse to cooperate or do we try and run run away? What did you do? So, I think Assuming that escape was going to lead to a bad end, I went escape uh-huh. first. Yeah. I Does win. that lead to a bad end? Hmm? Does that lead to a bad end? Yeah. No, right. Oh, it does? Escape, escape leads to a bad end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you cooperate, you kind of go, hey, um, I'll work with you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you- guess I should pay off me killing you. That's probably something I should do. That's probably the right thing to do. Did you do no I won't cooperate? Uh I yes. I think uh recently I was like trying to get all the scenes that I hadn't seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um it's really funny cuz she's just like, "Listen, you're going to die without me. I'll just kill you." Uh uh-huh. you should yeah, probably she like she like roasts his brain almost. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, take a look at this power." And he's like, Mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with fine. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yep, I'm on your side. Yeah, she's like, uh, the thing she's like is, uh, I wasn't saying cooperate with me or don't. I was saying cooperate with me or I'll kill you here and now. Uh huh. She does say, 
I, I don't remember if this is on all three options, mm-hmm. but um, she does say our contract is established. Yeah, which uh, is a very, like, fate um, feeling uh-huh, thing. Uh-huh. Um, even if there's not, like, an actual... Yeah, this game doesn't use magical energy at all. It's all about genetics. Uh-huh. But, yeah, which, again, is, like, a... It's fascinating the ways in which this contains some of the same ideas as fate, mm-hmm. but they're just not fully baked. Yeah. Um, she's got a great... Wow, are you serious? I'm really a vampire, you know. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she's a treasure. Um, this is when she says she's a true ancestor type vampire. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Then this moment where it was where my brain was like, oh, yes, I, I knew this, but also it's setting off every alarm bell in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, you didn't know this about her. No, I did not. Uh-huh. I was like, So uh, did it set oh? off every alarm bell in your head? Um, no, because... <laughs> You still don't, you didn't really know what true ancestors were that much, did you? No. Does she go into it here? No. Okay, yeah. She does later today. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't fully understand. You is a true ancestor, right? Yes. From Fate Grand Order, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we know, we will get to her uh, a long time from now. Check back with us in three years. (laughs) Um, I'm joking, but... uh, I'll have you take responsibility for killing me. Is <laughs> also a great line. It's so good. I love it. But yeah, so I don't. I didn't. Yeah, true ancestors did not set off any. It set off like a. I've heard that before. I know that you as a true ancestor. Wonder where this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a like. I have alarm bells set up for mm-hmm. gods. Shiki, of course, comments on how beautiful she is. Yeah, like constantly. He can't help himself. Yeah, so she drags him along. She has rented out the entire top floor of a, a, a local hotel. Uh-huh. She, and she just casually is like, oh yeah, money is no object. I'm like super rich also. Uh-huh. Um, and then, yeah, she brings him to uh, the room and she's like, you're going to watch me while I sleep and falls asleep instantly. And he's like, wow, I killed her. She's very carefree about this whole situation. She's... <sighs> She's trying her best. And then we get the choice. Do we run away? Or do we stay? So We're going to talk about bad ends now. Yeah. We're going to talk about those at the end. If you already tried to escape earlier, mm-hmm. you have to have tried to escape twice to get this bad end. Mm-hmm. I think I must have said stay first. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have written down, does Shiki not have homework? Because... <laughs> He is so busy and, like, presumably still, like, he still goes to school. Mm-hmm. But he has yeah, zero time scene. to, like, do homework or anything. I mean, the thing is that he really goes from, like, ca- like not a model student, but, a, like, a well-behaved student to just, like, whatever this week is. This week, you, you ever have one of those weeks, Fen? Where just everything goes wrong and you flub all of your responsibilities and everyone's worried about you and you're like, I'm, I swear, it's not normally like this. It's just this week. It's been a rough week. Uh-huh. I sure do. <laughs> it's just one of those weeks for him. I guess. Yeah. So did you try and run? So, yeah. To get the bad end, I escaped twice. CL Sensei's lessons are a little bit of a letdown. 
Yeah, they get really good in uh the the equivalent gets really good in Stay Night, right? Um yeah. So I mean maybe they get weirder in Future Roots. That's what I'm I'm hoping that cuz there are there are like the last one I saw, which I can't remember which one it was. In Kihime, they're very much like we are here to tell you what you did wrong. Mm-hmm. And like here is a couple of lines of like maybe kind of funny dialogue. Mm-hmm. It does introduce little, little gremlin Arceid who shows up. A character Neko arc who yeah. uh will appear in future things. <laughs> She's got cat ears. She's That's a, a reoccurring like adorable. Uh, motif with her is that she is cat like. Yeah. It is I didn't understand it at first, and then every day at least once it is commented on her being like a cat. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's why that's why you're a you're a kitty in uh-huh. this alternate version. She is like a cat. She's like a dumb cat. She's that's mean. I'm sorry. She's trying her best, but she's like a really like doofy cat. Yeah, she really, her. really is. Um but yeah, so CL Sensei's lessons are like very much here's what you did wrong, go back and do it. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of Tiger Dojos that are like that, which are the like mm-hmm. equivalent bad end lessons in um mm-hmm. in Stay Night, but like most of them are there is like a story that happens. Mm-hmm. And part of that is the shift to um so we talked about tech a little earlier. Mm-hmm. This game has the like we're gonna have a text box over the entire screen which i guess yeah most of stay night does as well but cl sensei's lessons keep that versus tiger dojo's move to the uh like a small box at the bottom of the screen Hmm. so you can have like characters uh interacting above that and Hmm. i don't know it's like it's a different feeling i don't have like good thoughts on this because Mm -hmm. my brain is uh shutting Mm -hmm. off but it is a like the the text box filling most of the screen lends itself more to uh description and like long conversation as opposed to animation mm-hmm. which I don't know that there's like any animation in this is there no I guess yeah there's like Neko arc kind of does like bop has two frames that she'll bop around between sentences but there's not like there's not like character models like bopping around. Uh huh. Anyway, that's my yeah. Where were we? Uh, escape stay. Oh right, right, right. Um, do we want? We're gonna go over what exactly happens to that bad end later, right? Or do you want to talk about that? We can talk about it. Yeah. Well, okay. What happens if you try and run away from Arcia twice? So let's see. I don't have good enough lesson or notes, but um, you go home. And is it that you fight? Um, what's his name? Do you happen to know what lesson it is? It's lesson one. Oh yeah, lesson one. Da, da, da. Oh yeah, he uh he goes home. He's like, uh, this it might have been a mistake to leave her behind. Uh, and then he gets eaten by dogs. Oh right. It nothing like nothing happens. He just gets attacked and eaten by dogs, and we don't really know why. Right. Yeah. That's like. That is also very much a thing that is that uh, persists in fate of like, oh, that was just a short bad end. 
Now go mm -hmm. back and like it was pretty clear what what mistake you made. Go back and do that one again. Mm hmm. Which is like, yeah, that's whatever. It's nothing. Yeah. Let's see. So what you escaped twice. What what was the the did you do all of the scenes here or did you pick one of the uh, other options? Did you get the runaway or did you stay? I stayed. OK, I did do the the runaway one where it's not a bad end. Okay. Just to see what happened. He like goes to the park and like fucks around for a little while instead of falling asleep in the room. Mm -hmm. And then is like, uh, uh, actually, you can get that bad end from here. Because if you do run, run away, you get one more chance to go back and she will like just be mad at you for at Shigi for stepping out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's you have to escape twice to get that bad end. There's a uh -huh. different bad end you get. Yeah, there are two bad ends right here. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, right. The other ones. Okay, we'll talk about the other one later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, if you stay, he falls asleep and has a weird dream about uh circadas and his little sister crying. Yeah. Oh it's... yeah, and there's a dead kid. <laughs> right. I forgot that the whole dream is here. Yeah. I said, "Oh fuck, he killed that kid." Bet that kid didn't come back. Then before he lays down and has a dream. He just kind of stands there admiring her for a while. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, I was just kind of skipping over that. He thinks she might be a vampire, but she's also just a girl. Uh-huh. I hate him. This is where I wrote, ha ha ha, he really is proto-Emia. <laughs> uh-huh. Just. Yeah, no, it's. I hate this, like, dichotomy of either she is a girl or she is a vampire. And it's like, no, yeah, she's a, she's a vampire girl. She's yeah, I just, just and then let her be a monster. Yeah, this dream rules because it's it's presented as kind of dreamlike. Mhm. Mm and him not really knowing what happened. Yeah, he like wakes up, he barely he doesn't comment on the dream at all, even though it seemed serious. Uh-huh. And uh Arceus there mad at him for having fallen asleep. She's like, "What the fuck? You were supposed to be watching me." fair <laughs> he was in fact supposed to be watching her it seems like she's more hurt that he is so unafraid of her that he would dare to sleep near her even though she's a vampire but he's like i'm the one who killed you i guess i could say the same about you yeah she's like <laughs> whatever it's fine she well she apparently hadn't even considered he would try it again yeah i i love her <laughs> she's bad. great she's She's a little bit of a Goomba, but she's definitely trying her best. She's a good-hearted Goomba. Mm-hmm. So, Shiki's like, okay, you're a vampire, supposedly. I had no proof of that yet. But why are you hunting vampires, then? And so she tries to explain the difference between these different kinds of vampires. Uh-huh. I think she does this okay job. Yeah, there's a lot of explanations we'll get about the difference between dead ancestors and, uh, or dead apostles and true ancestors mm -hmm. and their life cycle. We're going to get a lot of those. But uh, this one that she's hunting is a vampire who used to be human. He drinks human blood. He turns their bodies into the dead, capital D, uh, who are zombies under his control. She's a true ancestor type vampire. She was never human. And her job is to hunt down uh, human vampires. Yeah. We also get that she thought that Shiki was from the church, capital C. Uh-huh. Uh, from the way he killed her. 
Now, this is usually like very, it's very obviously the Catholic Church, but I don't think they usually state it outright. Yeah, in, in most of the fate. rest of Fate, it is a like, oh, it is a version of the Catholic Church that is like kind mm -hmm. of uh, maybe a little magical. Uh-huh. But in this, it's very, very clearly Catholics. Several characters hate Catholics. She, yeah. Specifically. I think, I don't her. know that she says it here, but later she literally says, ah, yes, the Catholic Church. Yes. I fucking hate those guys. It's so funny. Anyway, like, you don't, you don't have to look at Kotomine too long to be like, ah, yes, a Catholic priest. Yeah. But and at like least the, there's like, the there's a divide the there that isn't just, oh, I am talking about the literal Catholic church that you know mm -hmm. and love. Under the control of the Vatican, I think they say. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, she does. She is like, oh, they wouldn't send exorcists to a Far East secular country, though. Yeah, it is brought up multiple times that like Japan, Japan is a secular country. This is this is only happening because uh the Christian Church or specifically the Catholic Church doesn't have a huge presence in Japan. Uh-huh. Which is weird. Weird detail. Uh-huh. I think I don't remember who said, but uh dead apostles are humans who become vampires either through magic, so like they figure out immortality on their own, or through a true ancestor sucking their blood. Yes, yes. They are mortal, but their cells rot, uh, and they uh -huh. need to drink human blood to, like, they need the genetic information of blood which to uh, m remind their cells what they're supposed to be like. Which just feels like they need magical energy, uh -huh. um, but not a, not a thing yet. And mm -hmm. the explanation for why virgins are... are uh, Desirable it. It makes zero sense. Blood purity, because <gasps> when they share fluids, but by having sex, their blood purity goes down. I hate that. It, it only comes up this once. Yeah, I mean, but it sucks. I think it's a thing in Fate as well. Maybe this isn't Stay Night, but that uh -huh. that virgins have more magical energy than bullshit other people, which is just. There's I a hate lot of it. people in Fate who have a lot of magical energy, and they definitely fuck. <laughs> But yeah, the I love I love the idea of oh, they have to keep feeding, otherwise they will literally just cease to exist. Yeah, they'll degenerate and disappear. We also get that they are weak to they are weak to sunlight, mm -hmm. and that you can baptize them to death. They're they are I think she literally says they're just what you think about when you think about vampires. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Which is so funny. I would love to see a field baptism. To kill a vampire in this? I assume that we're going to see one next route. Maybe not. Oh, that would be fun. Um, although, what they call baptism might be a different, um, based on some stuff we find out later. Uh-huh. So, we also get that the, like, the vampire charm thing is because they have mystic eyes of enchantment. Mm -hmm. All vampires have some degree of mystic eyes of enchantment which allows them to dominate people's thoughts to a certain degree. True ancestors can completely control someone if they want to. Which we saw, like, a hint of... When she, like, was baking his brain, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, a dead apostle is weaker. Yeah, and I, th I don't know, if it, I don't remember if it's here, but, like, it is definitely implied that, like, oh, this is, like, very much Jedi mind trick style of, like, you can be susceptible to it, but, like, mm -hmm. if you're strong enough willed, Fuck it. They can't do anything to you. 
Yeah, for dead ancestors or dead apostle. True yeah, ancestors yeah. can uh, override humans' will to a much higher degree. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> some other shit is uh she just goes through every single like vampire myth and is like, this is what this is. Uh-huh. Uh, the turning into mist and disappearing is because they can like make a decoy body out of dust and then it just turns back to dust. Um, That's so good. And the reason that people associate them with turning into animals is because humans. Okay, this is this is dumb to me. This rules, Ben. This <laughs> okay. rules. What okay, are you talking about? about it is that dead apostles? Their first food choice is humans, mm-hmm. but humans are the least nutritious animal. <laughs> Uh-huh. Because of how weak they are. Yeah. Why would you hunt humans first? Just go fucking fight a wolf in the first place. Ben, tasty. Uh, they need more powerful creatures as time goes on to stabilize their body. So they start eating animals, and then they can integrate those animals into their body as familiars? I think it's... it's The way I read it is... I don't remember if I took notes on this specifically, but um, they... They, like, kind of become, like, when they're really weak, they can be not, like, feed on an animal by becoming it and taking over its body. Okay. And then when they're stronger again, they can, like, return to their form, but they can return okay. to the form, any form that they've taken previously. Right. And they can usually have, like, six familiars or something like that, but there's supposedly a thousand-year-old vampire that has 666 beasts in his body. And he has no flesh left. Does she say that here? Yes, she absolutely says that here. I, okay. She says it like it's a legend. Yeah. Um, I said fuck off later when it was revealed that a character had 666 And I was like, this is so dumb. It's very dumb. Shiki has absorbed none of this. So I do think that some of these explanations are really, really dense, right? Uh-huh. And a thing that gets to me about them is that Shiki just kind of brushes them off. And it's like, why? how am I supposed to fucking take this seriously if the protagonist won't? Uh-huh. Just the slightest bit of paying attention from him or like the, the like admittance that he is lis- trying to listen would make this so much easier to absorb because then I would feel like, actually, you know, this must be important. See, I'm... I'm just here for it, honestly. Oh, I love it. But if I wasn't the kind of person who was already bought in, this would be very frustrating for me. Yeah. I think it, it like, gets at who he is, which is, like, very much to the point. It's just such a, like, anime boy trope, is that some girl is trying to explain to you all the lore of the world, and you brush it off because you just want to have adventures. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. You know? I, I, I hate that stuff. Just pay attention, please. Mm-hmm. It'll all go a lot smoother if you just pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, then what? what's your shit? Come on, man. Spill, spill the beans. She's like, ah, the only thing uh, I'm vulnerable to is Shinto magic and the treasures of South America. Because and- she's almost immune to all magic she's ever encountered, like runes and Kabbalah. I... <sighs> this is such a like list of uh, Nasu's favorite uh, magic. Uh-huh. It's also, like, maybe... What are the treasures of South America? Uh-huh. This is, like, the... Oh, this is my least favorite stuff about this thing. Uh-huh. Of, like, ah, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just like, grab uh, various cultures that I kind uh-huh. of am interested in and, like, uh-huh. go with that. 
like, ah, uh, this is just <sighs> exhausting. You could do a little more research on these things, certainly. Yeah, and and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do appreciate that he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh huh. What? I'm just a normal college. I, I, I'm sorry, high school student. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you, come on, you use some kind of occult artifact on me. And he's like, no, no, there's absolutely nothing special about me. Well, actually, there is this thing where I can see death, uh-huh. but I don't know if it's relevant. It's not, she's, he's not sure it's relevant that he knows exactly <laughs> how he killed her, and it's that he has a supernatural ability to see and manipulate death. Uh-huh. Yeah, her response being, at least in part, there isn't anyone, even among us, who shares that, mm-hmm. is, like, so, so good. Because she's like, I mean, like, obviously there are not other humans, but, like, even among true ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I didn't, I didn't even think that was really a thing. It's funny that they had, that they all know that word, that phrase for it, but that it doesn't yeah. exist. Well, I think because, like, she then launches into, and this, this part, like, literally gave me shivers, uh... This is where she says, like, everything that can die carries its death with it. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing is, uh, or you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing both the, the lines where things are cut and, mm-hmm. um... The point like, of death. The point of death, yeah. Which is when and they're carrying the weight of their death. Also, love reverse causality. You stop it, therefore it is cut, is so good. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. God, yeah, I noted, way to make this all sound metal as hell, Ark. It rules, Ben! Uh-huh. This is the, like, just just straight lore that I can unironically enjoy, because there's nothing intrinsically problematic about it. Uh-huh. The, like, yeah. it's the same with, like, yeah, I will get to, to Kukuholan's spear, N- but... Noble phantasm, yeah. Yeah, he kills the object, and then later it becomes dead. Yeah, it's so good! <laughs> That's sick. It's so good! It's so, so, so good, man! Um, yeah, he's like, well, that sounds fucked up. Uh, why didn't you die, then? <laughs> um, and she, she's like, well, fucking try me again. <laughs> She does say that um, she is supposedly fully immortal at night yeah. and slightly vulnerable during the day while he, she's at her full power. Which isn't actually 100% true. We never see her at night. Yeah, we do. At full power. At the end of the game. but No, we don't. Because she's still weakened at the end. Oh, does she say? But yeah, even yeah, here... she has never had enough time to recover fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an important, an important thing. We we have never actually seen her at full power. And... But, like, even here, he can barely see the lines. Uh-huh. Yeah, because she is a lot stronger at night. But if, supposedly, if she is at her actual peak of power, as she was when he met her, at night, he would not have been able to kill her at all, even with his power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's a little bit vulnerable during the day, because she's connected to the moon somehow, which we won't get into. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with him having killed her during the day, she was able to resurrect, but she is drained to the point where she basically is is mortal again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, she did say if he made a move at her, she would kill him instantly because she's a lot faster than him. Yeah, which is the like fascinating thing about his power is it's really, really strong, but he has to get the first move. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, or she'll just like pop his head off like a dandelion. Uh-huh. So Which honestly maybe she should have done right about here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, you know, in in about she a day, let's <laughs> say. She wants to see his glasses, because he tells her that the glasses block the vision. She wants to see his glasses and and wants to break them. <laughs> oh, she absolutely, she so badly wants to break them. This is cat shit, Ben. Uh-huh. She's like, like, oh, these are precious to you? I want to snap them. <laughs> she's so cute. So, um, she's scared of these glasses, is also notable. Yeah. Uh, she says it's safer not to... It's safer for her that Blue isn't around, since when he says that the Maker isn't around anymore. The person yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so Wait, did you give her get... the glasses, or did you not? I did give her the glasses. Okay. I'm sorry, I forgot that was even a choice. Did you not? I, I did the first time, because like my first playthrough was, unless I'm going for a bad end, I want to be as nice to Arceid as possible, because I love her. Uh-huh. Um, Don't is really funny because Shiki calls her on wanting to break them. <laughs> He's like, no, you're clearly going to break them. And she's uh-huh. like, well, I mean, I, like, I probably couldn't break them even if I wanted to. He's like, see? <laughs> you want to break them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. we, get the, we get the whole spiel about how um, Alco is a real sorceress and she wields yeah. true magic, not magecraft. There's four in the world and she calls the glasses a miracle. Yeah, which is so good. God. Um, something made me say, Ark is so baby, I love her. Uh, next. Probably just- <laughs> I only wanted to break them because you like them so much. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the- I know what the next thing is. Oh, you... right! It's her talking about how she's never drunk blood. Oh, okay, I was gonna say that, um- They've been talking for a while, and she, he's like, you should go back to sleep, and she's refusing to sleep because she wants to talk more, which is oh, very baby. Oh, yep, that too. She's, she is extremely either a cat and or a baby, and I, uh-huh. I love her. Just She's, she's like, so good. He's like, I'm hungry, and she's like, you should order some room service, and he says, no, I'd lose my sense of tension if I ate now. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I just have to call that out because it's so funny. It's so good. I mean, like, fair. If I was, like, in a life or death uh, struggle, I wouldn't want to just be like, ah, oh, yeah, I just ate a bunch of chicken wings. I'm relaxing. Uh, I would want to uh, eat chicken wings. I would be, <laughs> I'd be hungry. Like, I would be too fun. nervous to. But you also, like, anything off the menu here. I don't want to. I don't want my enemy to show up and be like, "Can you wait like three minutes? I need to go wash <laughs> my hands." Pizza. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. cannot touch this knife with these hands. Drop it, dropping the knife because your hands are all oily. Anyway, I'm glad that we disagree here. You, when we're in the situation, you can be the one eating room service, and I can just like pick at your plate. Uh huh. Yeah. So she's like, "Let's play a guessing game about how many keep people I've sucked blood from and killed." And he's like, increasingly higher numbers. And uh, no, she's never killed a human. Uh-huh. Uh, she hasn't had blood in 800 years, she says. So, because this is a romance game, maybe mm. this is just me, but the framing of it feels like Shiki being like, 
So I'm going to assume you've slept around a lot. Yeah, it's very are you a virgin feeling like. Uh Uh-huh. It is very like, oh no, if she becomes a real vampire by doing this, then she's tainted forever. And I hate that part of her story so much. I'm, yeah, yeah. I don't Uh have... I don't have strong thoughts uh, because at that point it was disconnected from this. Mm-hmm. I will have thoughts later. Yeah. we. Oh, gods, I have thoughts later. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you thought we've had thoughts up to now, you ain't seen nothing. Uh, yeah, I immediately was like uh, a little bit like, oh, uh, she is she is a baby. <laughs> She's never had blood. She's a vampire. I know true ancestors don't need blood technically, mm-hmm. but still. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, his his relief at hearing that, I mean, okay, we all love vampires here. The thing about vampires is if you meet one and you think they're cool, but they have murdered hundreds of people, you will feel a little fucked up about it, probably. So I do get him being relieved. But the mm-hmm. way it's framed is very like, oh, good, you've never kissed anyone before? Good, then you're still pure. Yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. After that, I think um, the hotel gets attacked, yep. right? Yep. We uh, see the crow staring at her. We hear a voice scream, I have finally found oh, you, right. princess of the true ancestors. She, I, I was cursing her at this point, because while talking to Shiki about something, she just throws wide open the curtain. Oh, does she do that? I didn't even realize that. And it's like, you dumbass why didn't you or at least like close it after you're done with your conversation no, mm-hmm. right it's because she's like okay take off your glasses and look at me in the moonlight and he's oh, like oh okay. i just barely see the line mm-hmm. and then yeah and then crow shows up later and it's like you you could have closed the curtain again she's so off her game fan <laughs> i she's know very distracted it's just a like oh honey <laughs> Hmm. I love you, but... (laughs) Did we say that she rented out the entire top floor of the hotel? Yes, she did. Just on a whim. I feel it was less whim and more like she didn't want anyone else to get hurt. Yeah, that's... Well, that's fair. Um, But also, she is very, like, money is no object. Yeah. Also, she's rich as all hell. Uh Uh-huh. Who manages Um. her finances, Ben? I have fucking no idea. We'll we'll get into some stuff about her life later. Um, the hotel is being there's like noises coming from downstairs. All of a sudden, RC is all frozen up, and we get a choice: does Shiki check what's going on outside in the hall, or does he stay put and keep watch? I mean, stay put. Obviously, that seems like the only sensible thing to do. Um, what happens when you stay put? Let's see. A lot of noises from downstairs. And then the elevator dings. Mm-hmm. And then a shark eats Chiki. <laughs> yep. The, does the door open or like burst open and a shark eats Yes. It? Yep. Uh-huh. Just <laughs> chomp. Chomp. Dead. I think it eats everything except his head. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just his head just rolling around on the floor. She's like, Arcee's like, are you ready? And he's like, for what? And then he gets eaten. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so... Again, I said it before, when this game is being a horror game, so both this ending and the, like, actual, like, continuing the plot, both of them are just rule. Mm-hmm. The, like, tension and... Mm-hmm. It gets very spooky. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't... I don't enjoy... Or I do enjoy the 
horror games, like uh, frictional stuff in particular. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm often too scared to play stuff like that. But yeah, like I can't I play can, any of that shit. I can read another line. Listen. Uh huh. <laughs> I can keep. Yeah, reading. I'm very much in the um like watch let's plays of that stuff camp. Yeah. Um, this rules though. Yeah, so that that's one of the bad ends. He gets eaten. Um, so he has to go leave her behind and wander out into the hall mm-hmm. in order to not die. Um, Seems oh scary. Yeah, I noted that um, he does have the knife and he's like holding the knife. Earlier on, I was like, oh, is that fucking knife cursed and it made him do that? Doesn't seem to be the the, the way. The knife doesn't make him act weird. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out more about that knife in another route. So he wanders out into the hallway. He's kind of having an anemia attack, he says. Uh, He takes off his glasses. He can see the lines and the points, the point of death. Which he can... Does he see points on buildings at this point? He does. Or at least it's on the background. Yeah. Which is fascinating. There's a notable thing about it. Um, But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So he's like standing there, elevator dings, elevator opens, and there's a pile of human meat being eaten by black dogs. Uh-huh. Which is like, sometimes, as much as I keep saying I love it when this and, you know, Fate is a horror mm-hmm. game, sometimes it is just like, hey, so I heard you love gore. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And like, it's a bit much. We're never gonna show it, uh, because our art budget can't, um... Mm-hmm. We're going to describe it in sickening detail. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's just much. Yeah. And like, and there are often uh, frequent blood spatters. Uh, uh-huh. Less so in this than in, say, Night, but like mm-hmm. uh, just a background that is a bunch of red. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's like, yeah. So I think it's interesting that it's like, I think I can deal better with it when it is described than mm-hmm. when it is like in detail. Here is something for you to look at mm-hmm. yeah he has the realization that the entire hotel is being eaten yeah by which is i rough i made the note that this whoever's doing this has recruited an entire zoo to help out they sure have ben they sure have uh the dogs run at him and um he freezes up even though he can see where to kill them and then he stabs one of the dogs in its point of death right before it kills him. And it, it's got its, like, teeth on his throat, and then it just, like, stops. Uh-huh. Right at the point where it would have killed him if he had killed it any other way. Uh-huh. Which is, like, oh, I love... Mm-hmm. I This is where we get really into Nasu has no idea how human bodies work. Uh-huh. <laughs> the dog's trying to... The other dog's trying to tear his arm off. Yeah, and then... Yeah. After several screens of text, he eventually kills it. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he like his like berserker focus suddenly like snaps when he like he misses his shot on the second bomb. Yeah. And he immediately starts to be a big baby well, about all this. And he's like, I don't want to kill anything. I think he misses his shot because he's starting to be a big baby. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, that dog was like actually going for my throat. This one's like just This one's just gonna eat pull my arm off yeah maybe i'm not gonna die from that don't make me kill it which fair i don't want to hurt a dog either but shit it's eating you yeah there's really a like oh my god dude like get over yourself 
<laughs> not to say not to say that again not to say that you should be like going around being like ah yes every dog i see who gets within 10 feet of me i'm gonna kill like no but this is a monster this most is a dog dogs are friendly most of them um uh -huh. and you should be nice to them anyway like just yeah but it is a monster who is trying to eat you like you mm -hmm. <laughs> uh anyway the last one turned into goo yeah bad so he does manage to kill it and he's barely wounded at all uh -huh. after all that. Which I um, couldn't tell if that was he thought it was worse than it was uh -huh. or if the dogs were were kind of spectral mm -hmm. and only after like actually actually killing their prey or whatever mm -hmm. um, it like they're they're uh -huh. like damage took effect anyway i think he's just a big baby I, I think that when he's not in like murder pervert mode he <laughs> when he's not in that mode it's like it just, like a paper cut is enough to make him think that he's his head's getting cut off yeah that's fair which fair i've been there stub my toe scream uh-huh so now the second elevator shows up and we get our uh giant enemy vampire god his design rules He's very sticky looking. Like, again, the art in this game is is not great, but it's, it's a cool not concept. Great, but like the idea of a head that just a neck that just kind of dissolves into the void. Uh huh. Is like it's good. IMO. Um. Yeah. He. Oh, notably, the the familiars that were killed melt into tar and kind of just flow back into his body. Mm hmm. Shiki's frozen in place like a big baby uh, because of the mystic eyes of enchantment. Uh, the guy, a crocodile pops out of him and is about to fucking snap him in half, but Arcea pulls him out of the way and she gets bit instead. Uh-huh. Uh, she does manage to pull away from that, but uh, she's pretty, she has a big fucking wound on her stomach. Not mm -hmm. a good place to have a wound, but for humans, I guess. Ben? Yeah? Why don't you, t why don't you tell me what this guy's name is? Um, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Nervin Kisser? Nervinx? Uh, let me, okay, Nervin I need to look at a text, uh, one it's sec. N-R-V-N-Q-S-R. <laughs> Not a vowel to be found in this one. Um... Let's see. Uh, Chaos is his name, Ben. He is Chaos. also that is not his name, but that is what the church calls him, presumably because they don't want to say Nervin Kisser all the time. Fascinating that his name in Japanese is Nero Chaosu, which is <laughs> like <laughs> Nero is so much easier to pronounce than Nervinsker. Nervinsker. Do you want to just call him Chaos? That's, I think, how I wrote his name down. I spelled his name every time, because they never call him Chaos, so I felt it was appropriate to just spell his name out hundreds of times. <laughs> I got pretty good at it. I have the spelling memorized. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Oh. oh so... Ben, are we gonna play Melty Blood? Probably. I don't know anything about it. How do I? But anyway, <laughs> we can continue. Sorry. I just... <laughs> Looking at um a thing about him um mm -hmm. and he's in 
Melty Blood as well oh, as uh, this in the anime. Hmm. Right, yeah, so we've, we've met our monster. He's the same guy from the Invisible Barking Dogs incident the other day. Uh-huh. And um, him and Arceus are kind of like, huh, funny bumping into you here. <laughs> yeah, they... It's it's very good that they both know each other. Yeah, it's very like, much hey. like it's very much like you hate this person and you just ran into each other at the supermarket and you have to keep up appearances. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and he's like, "Oh, he calls her by her full name, Arceid Brunstad." Which is not particularly long. Uh-huh. And also, yeah, yeah, we don't she we like called attention to not saying her last name. But at this point, and I don't even know in this route, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, well, she calls attention to it because she's like, my last name's really long. And uh-huh. like, Brinstead isn't... It's like slightly longer than her first name. Yeah. She's not like, call me Ark, you know? Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's whatever. Um, it must, it must mean something in some other route. Yeah. It, I assume so. So yeah, Chaos is like, um, oh wow, you're really fucked up, huh? I'm real lucky. Uh-huh. He's like, he comments that probably the only people who could really hurt her that bad are, are the, the burial agency of the church and their conceptual uh, weapons. Conceptual love... weapons is a sick-ass name. Uh-huh. And the burial agency is similarly sick as hell. Then fate has the best nouns. Really good nouns. Um, burial agency. Shit. I really hope we get more about the conceptual weapons of the church mm-hmm. because I'm so curious. Like, yeah, we get some mentioned. The church, at least the the fate church, hates magic. Mm-hmm. But they sure do have things that look a lot like magic. They use a lot of magic, and I'm still not sure how much it's. This is the same magic that mages use versus there is actual divine influence mm-hmm. doing this. Well, because we know there are gods, but like there specifically are there's a moment in um Stay Night on the Heavensfield route where Shiro picks up a sword and and or that Kotunina gives him a sword and is like I think I can't remember who says it, but like that is a sword that could go up against servants, which is like mm-hmm. not something any mage could make. Yes. And so yeah, I'm fascinated to learn more about the church. Which but servants have all sorts of magical like holy items that are ultimately just powered by magical energy. So like yes, magical energy, but like the the how like right magical energy can be used for Sorcery, or it can be used for magecraft. Mm-hmm, that's true. And I am not sure. Anyway, this is like mm-hmm. off topic. This, is, this but, is off topic, yes. But it's um, good. But anyway, yeah. Just uh, introduces again the the church is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill you, Arceid. Bye." And he leaves. Uh huh. And she collapses and is like, hey, will you carry me back to my uh, my room? And then she, she, like, falls asleep as he's, like, lifting her up. So, 
She says her room, and I was like, are they going back into the hotel? And then no, they're not. And then no. She means her apartment. Uh-huh. Every she time does. she says her room, it fucks me up, because I'm like, you mean her apartment? Uh-huh. Uh, somehow he carries a girl with a crocodile stomach wound across town after leaving a hotel that just got butchered. Uh, without anyone seeing. No one sees. Probably fine. I mean, it's it's not yet dawn. Mm-hmm. And with the serial everyone's killings, everyone's staying indoors. at home. But still, you'd think, like, nosy people looking out their windows, you know? There's a serial killer about. It's the middle of the night, Ben. People are up at all time. I'm up at the middle of the night. I look out the window. Shit. <laughs> I love you. Um, But yes, it's about to be dawn. Uh, Chaos is uh, a dead apostle and is vulnerable to sunlight yeah so he couldn't afford to get caught up. so i was very really confused i was like you just said you're gonna kill her uh-huh. and then i was like oh if you left like three minutes later you would be dead uh-huh he very much shouldn't have shown up here i think i think he should have just like had his bird keep an eye on them you know what i mean he didn't yeah, have time for I, this shit i feel like it was a like Again, if Power like play. if Shiki makes one different move, like Arceid's probably barely strong enough to fight off those dogs, let alone like mm. him. But he hasn't noticed Shiki, you know what I mean? No, that's what I mean, is like oh. he shows up being like, Yeah, this will be easy. And then like Shiki's like, Lol, got your dogs. Uh uh-huh. and he's How like many uh, more familiars can you possibly have? Well, yeah, but he's also like, eh, maybe I underestimated you a little bit. And uh-huh. like this took this took literally thirty seconds too long. Now I need to make t- sure to get home in time. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, but he brings her to the apartment and uh, goes falls asleep. Notably, or yeah, notably, uh, he never makes it home to the mansion. <laughs> uh huh. So much for that uh, curfew. I mean, who can't relate to sleeping in their girlfriend's apartment? Uh huh. Uh huh. After almost getting eaten by multiple dogs, a shark, yeah. a crocodile. She's got a crocodile wound. You've just stabbed a couple of dogs and like met this creepy vampire dude. It's fine. It happens all the time. On to day four, the Black Beast 2, October 24th, a Sunday. No school. Yeah, no, uh, fucking no school. Oh yeah, Sunday is actually a day off. I I always forget that um they don't have school or they do have school on Saturday in Japan, but it's like half day, right? Yeah, I think it's usually half day. It is six a.m. when they get back to the um back to Arcea's apartment. He sets her down in bed and he collapses. Remember, he didn't fucking eat. Uh, and he's got like this horrible headache, which he gets usually only when he's got his glasses off. But now is just his glasses are on. He's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls asleep, and he wakes up at noon with a sheet over him, and RC is gone. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is this is great. Uh, he watches TV and sees that all of the people in that hotel, hundred and three people, are quote unquote missing, even though the hotel's covered in blood. What a wild thing to say. <laughs> um, uh, Shiki's all mad about it. Um, Arceid comes in. 
And he's like, oh, thank you so much for saving me from the crocodile. And she's like, well, all this is kind of my fault, which I would say is generous considering how they met. Uh Uh-huh. She does have this great line where she says, you have really bad luck, Shiki. If only you'd killed any other girl, none of this would be happening to you. (laughs) I think he thinks he thinks or says out loud something to the effect of I only killed you because you're special. I hope you know that. (laughs) <laughs> which is wild <laughs> fucking like seriously at this point i'm just like i'm rc it is the lifeline that i am hanging on to uh-huh i love her her she's she incredible has incredible sense of humor he does he wonders out loud why he wants to kill her you're right yeah he, he says something out loud because she says oh that's because you're a born killer uh-huh and she calls his uh his murder of her an unparalleled masterpiece which is a lot uh-huh yeah she's like oh yeah you're just a serial killer I, you must have killed hundreds of people or something and he's like you think i'm just some kind of like wild animal killer and she's like what what are you talking about which again this how could this, i have been the first person you killed this conversation also reads like Aren't like you out thing. here sleeping around a lot? And she'd be wrote, going like, no, I'm a virgin too. I literally wrote down, no way. You were a murder virgin and you were that good at it? I hate it. Yeah. Maybe, okay. I just want to say, it is possible that uh, we are reading too much into this. Given mm-hmm. the rest of the content of this game, I don't think we are. No, no. No, there's no way we're reading too much into this. It's 100% like virginity stuff. They've already brought up virginity. <laughs> God, yeah, this is finally, I, I didn't realize until this point where I've, he never told her that he was seized with some kind of sudden onset serial killer disease. Uh-huh. He never even bothered to mention that. Now he finally says it. And then he realizes he didn't fucking apologize to her. He's very bad at saying thank you and apologizing. Uh-huh. Um, and he says, like, oh, yeah, it, it was pretty fucked up of me to try and pretend that everything was cool and I was normal after I did a murder. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, no, it's okay. You just made a little oopsie-whoopsie-fucky-wucky. God. <laughs> she gives him way too much credit. Way too much credit. And she's like, well, ultimately, she's like, well, I didn't die, did I? So it was really not that big a deal. It was, it's just assault. I mean, it okay. She's right. She's right. She's like, technically right. She's technically right, except for the whole part where, like, she's powerless pieces. now. <laughs> um, which, yeah. Anyway, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know it's 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 a lot that she's just like, no, it's fine. Um, but he's really moved by the idea that he could ever have a normal life after this, and mm-hmm. I'm just here like, who the fuck? in any type moon story ever gets to have a normal life after <laughs> after the story no they're always sucked into weird magic shit or Segan... they turn into a monster oh. or wait who are you talking about i was about to say Sieg and john but now Sieg's nope. out here holding the holy grail as a dragon yeah no not who plus the only one who gets a normal life after all this is a stolfo in, in apocrypha god a stolfo's so good but again even then the, uh, we can't talk about Apocrypha, because we will get to that eventually. 
But yeah, no one there no is, one gets a okay. normal ending. They're always suck they're always stuck with magic shit. She's saying he can go back to being a normal human. He can't. The 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 like very final uh I think it's Sakura's true ending mm-hmm. is happy in the way that you're describing. But I don't think she gets out of having magic stuff around forever. No, because Ryder's still there. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. What she's saying is, don't worry, it'll all go back to normal. Sure. Like, and that's... That, that doesn't happen. But normal for Sakura and Tohosaka was never... Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they don't get happy endings. I'm saying they don't get normal endings. <laughs> that's fair. She's still... Okay, we're... we're, we're... It's going to be a while before we get to Hollow Ataraxia, but she has still got Dark Sakura in her. Okay. That's... <laughs> We're going to get there. So, Arcea uh, is going to such lengths to try and reassure this uh, murderer. <sighs> and then she falls over. Uh, because, remember she was bitten by a crocodile? Uh-huh. Well... She can't heal herself right now, so she wrapped her stomach in packing tape. She's... I love her! She wrapped herself up like a Christmas present. She's such a dumbass. He's like, oh no, holy shit, let me see that, and she rolls away. (laughs) She's such a cat! Uh Uh-huh. She's perfect, Ben. She's perfect. Yeah, so finally she does let him catch her, and um, she's, like, really sloppily taped all around her stomach, and she's bleeding out. <laughs> and he's, he carries her to bed. Uh, he, he's strong, strong enough to do that, I guess. Uh-huh. They make he's him sound like, a lot weaker than he is. He's, he's, he doesn't, like, work out, but mm-hmm. he's also, like, very athletic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he scolds her for not taking it seriously enough, and he's like, give me, give me some money, I'm gonna go get you some first aid supplies. And she's like, she's very much like, I don't know if any of that shit will help me, I'm not human. And he's like, well, I'm, I can't just sit here and wrap more packing tape around you, so I'm gonna go get some gauze, like a fucking normal person. He is, yeah, he is, in this, in this one scene, just relatively a normal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, make sure you stay awake, because if you fall asleep, you'll get weaker, and you might just die. I don't she's all know like, if that's true! Um, they, vamp- the vampires are vulnerable while they're sleeping. But I mean, like, so is a human. <laughs> he says that, like, I your body ma- works less hard when you're sleeping. Uh-huh. Well, I- if you are bleeding out and you go to sleep, that's probably not good. But that's, that's a side effect, not, mm-hmm. not the cause. Yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right, but... I suppose if you're awake, you can probably, you can potentially do something if it gets worse. If you fall asleep, if you're going to die, you're just going to bleed out, right? That's fair. But he does frame it as a a magical thing. Like, her magical energy will, will like, go sluggish and then she'll die. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's true or not. Feels weird. I don't know. Uh, Let's see. She's all excited that he's just doing anything. Uh (laughs) That he's being nice. Uh, she, she, and also she made a really bad breakfast for him because she doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> this is all very much like, oh, right, this is a dating game. Uh-huh. Um, and so we need scenes of the two of them, uh, being romantic and not realizing it and really, really not getting that, the, that they like each other. 
Um, uh huh. That's just what this feels like. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I yeah, it makes sense for her. It, like just being completely oblivious to how she feels feels right for her character. Yeah, and he should fucking know better. He's a, he watches TV. Um, yeah, like has he never had a crush on anyone? Yeah, that can't be. Because he has a crush on all fucking four or five girls that he's seen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he has, in fact, kissed his friend many <laughs> times. <laughs> but that's just, that's just bro stuff. Yeah. Bro, is it gay if we make out after class all the time? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't kiss his friend. Ben? Yes, he does. Read my fanfic. <laughs> Okay, so I, for one, am very glad that we don't get any sort of scene of him trying to get that tape off of her. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, but we do get the nice detail that there are four golf, golf ball-sized holes in her stomach. I... that's four a golf lot. golf ball-sized holes. Yeah, and he's, like, trying to, like, treat her wound, and she's, like, wiggling and giggling. Well, uh -huh. he's trying to take care of it. Tickles. It tickles. And she's like, oh, you did a pretty good job, except for that my insides are all messed up. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And he's like, okay, get some rest. And she's like, no, I want to talk to you. She's so cute. And so he's like, okay, what the fuck is up with this chaos guy? And uh, I'm being serious here, so please don't say he's a magician who can make crocodiles appear from his body. <laughs> and we get that fucking kick-ass chanting music again. Uh-huh. Um, and again, we get, oh, he's a vampire, but this is also a special case. We're never going to meet a normal vampire in this fucking game. See, that's where I think I disagree. Hmm? Later on, we get a, like a long lore dump about true ancestors and like mm -hmm. how you become a true ancestor. Mm -hmm. I think all true and there are very few true ancestors and they're all special. I think they are special in different ways, but she does say a few times, oh, this is a special case. This isn't how true and how um, dead apostles usually work. Or yeah, dead apostles. Dead Sorry. apostles. Uh -huh. um, no, I got it confused, too. Um, because dead apostles typically die the same way, but we, we don't know this part yet. Um, he is a special case. Uh, I think they all do have weird power. Mm. There is something she says about dead apostles at some point where she says, actually, being a dead apostle doesn't give them any special abilities. It just enhances the abilities they already had. Yeah, but like to get there, mm -hmm. you have to be special. Mm-hmm. Well, so like... Um, you only have to get bit by a true ancestor. But then that's a, like, you get bit by a true ancestor, and then, like, one in 10,000, like, almost everyone still dies, and then, like, mm -hmm. one in 10,000 becomes a, a zombie, and then, like, one in a thousand of those moves up, and, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she does very much frame it as, like, this is typically how a true... How a dead... Sorry. Dead apostle works. And then she says, she does say, this guy's a special case. Yeah, he is a special case in, like, a couple of uh -huh. cases, but... There's some, like, weird, um, 
survivability issues with these ones, I think is what she means. What, what, why they are particularly exceptional. The two that we see in this? Yeah, they all have like special abilities, but I think these two are tricky because of how hard it is to kill them. Yeah, yeah. But like, because she's done this a bunch and not had any trouble with it. My point is more like the others also all have cool things that they can do. This is true. They're just maybe not laser focused on it's basically impossible to kill me. Uh-huh. Uh, oh no, you have the one person in, in the universe <laughs> who can kill me. Kill me. Uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, there are different tiers, as you hinted to. There, we do learn there's different tiers of dead apostles. There's supposedly only 27 of the real ones, but there are also lower level ones that also exist and also are vampires. They're, it's yeah. not totally clear. A lot of the terminology is very messy because we got this whole like life cycle description later um, that uses like three almost identical terms, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Terrible. Anyway, anyway, um, I do think that it is a very Nasu thing to be like, OK, here is how this works. Oh, no, it's not even going to work like that even once. Uh-huh. And like, that's, I like that, but it's very much a, a like trope at this point. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, okay. Here's another thing uh, about uh, Chaos. He's, a, he's one of the oldest uh, dead apostles still alive. But dead apostles typically have a house, a, a castle that they live in, because they're vampires. And yeah. this one, he wanders. That's part of what makes him special or unique. Right, yeah. He doesn't like to settle down. Well, because she hasn't gotten into it yet, right? But, like, dead apostles are just playing, like... Playing a- as being true ancestors. Well, playing at playing true ancestors, but like playing at owning parts of the world. That, that is like also true. Territory disputes and like, mm-hmm. so of course you need a like castle that is your base that you like mm-hmm. govern around and like. I think we did get a little something that I think I skipped over where it talks about how they the vampires will create dead that are under their control so that they can take over cities and stuff, and then they sleep and then the dead just feed for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they will make more and more of them so that they can take more and more territory and feel like a little king. Uh-huh. But this guy doesn't do that. No. The church calls him chaos in the sense of the squirming primordial chaos. Uh, not in like, ooh, he, he's an anarchist. Yeah. Uh, because he seems to turn his body into animals. Uh-huh. He's like made of tar. It's weird. One could say made of the primordial soup. Uh huh, and we will say that later. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, he can clearly do more familiars than I expect. Usually, you can do around six, but he can't have more than 30. Mm-hmm. And she also says she thinks it's weird that he's using normal animals and not phantasmal creatures and magical monsters and shit uh, as familiars. Yeah, I wonder where all those are. Wonder where all those are." And she does say, yeah, this is the worst thing that could have happened. He's like the worst guy who could have showed up. Yeah, she seems. She hasn't. Wait, she's told Shiki her goal, right? Or has she not? She is here to kill a vampire. Okay, yeah. And then she says, this is the worst guy I could be fighting right now. And that's all she says. Yeah, okay. She has not, like, revealed anything else about her mission. Okay, yeah. He must be tracking them, she says. He, his familiars can go out during the day. 
and she he's going to finish them off tonight. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Shiki's idly considers running away. <laughs> it's like, uh, maybe I could get away. But Hopefully. she's like, she's like, you can take him easy, Shiki. You'll be fine. Look, look how quickly you kill things. Go, go ahead and you can do it. And so we have the cho- first choice of the day. Will he help her fight uh, chaos? So yes. it's a refuse or no, 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 no. How could you refuse? How could you refuse? help her even if you say yes he's very much like oh i want to say no oh i want to say no but i will say yes yeah it's a like like it is the choice is literally i can't refuse and it is mm-hmm. very much a like my principles won't let me mm-hmm. <laughs> or no it's not even principles it's like i'm horny for her <laughs> uh-huh Okay, that that is actually distinct. It's uh, I I don't know why, but I sure she does being around her sure does make me happy. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so the next bit is he's like, oh yeah, that's all well and good that I could theoretically kill him, but um, I can't even move when I see him. And she's like, oh, it's just his mystic eyes of enchantment that he can use to control humans. Uh-huh. It's no big deal. The, the secret to not getting caught by those is just not letting yourself be caught. <laughs> if I was getting mind controlled, I simply would not. It's more like she's like, oh, like if you if you if you care about your purpose enough, if you mm-hmm. know what you're going to do, they won't have an effect on you. Uh huh. And I think this is where she like grills into him. She's like, we are going to kill him. Uh huh. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we are going to stop him. And And she's like. Oh, yeah, like, they talk for a while, and then she's like, this is hopeless, you haven't used the word kill once. Mm-hmm. And it's a yeah. really good moment of, like, oh, right, he's been, like, using euphemisms and, like, talking around this. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, the instant that he looks into um, Chaos's mystic eyes, he's gonna stop, because mm-hmm. he's such a, like, he, can, he, he just can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a very good moment where he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, sneak, sneak up on him and I'll chop off his limbs so he can't, like, attack us. And she, she's like, if you get a chance to hit him, you kill him. One hit, because you can do that. Do not ever give him a chance to fight back. Yeah, it is Idiot. a, like, it, you chop off his limbs, and, like, that gives him so much time to counterattack. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, well, I, I, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's just the most reluctant. Yeah, he's, to he's a bit of a baby. Do this. He, he is... Yeah, he's an annoying baby. <laughs> so she's going to go to the park to wait for, for Chaos. Mm-hmm. He's going to leave after because uh, Chaos doesn't care about him and won't have him tailed, apparently. Uh, which I don't know if I believe that because we have already gotten a bad end where he was just eaten by the dogs for no reason. So yeah. it seems like it seems like he should have just sent one dog to chase Shiki. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, so Shiki sneaks in and hides in a bush, and the plan is to run up while he's distracted and kill Chaos in one strike. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good plan. Uh-huh. So yeah, Arcee is just kind of hanging out in the park, and then Chaos shows up, and we get yet another name for him. Fabro Rowan. The, <gasps> the Western names in this... Are... Fucking Fate's white people names are incredible. <laughs> They're so good. 
They're so good. They're just is, the most. This is, like, pretty good. We're gonna get some fucking names later. Uh-huh. We sure are. They're, like, the fakest sounding, like, European aristocracy names uh-huh. that I've ever heard. And that's what they are. They're fake European aristocracy names. But it very much is, like, you know that, um... That translated uh, baseball game with all where someone in Japan just had like come up with a bunch of American sounding names for yes. baseball players. Uh-huh. It's like if they did that, but for like European nobility. Uh huh. It's, it's exactly it's, the same vibe. It rules. Uh huh. So yeah, we're not gonna call him Fabro for very long. This is his human name. Um. So we'll just probably just keep calling him Chaos, just yeah. for simplicity's sake. Nervin Kisser. I, yeah, I still can't, I just can't pronounce it. Try, try and say it like I said it. Nervikisser? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to hear you say it. Yeah, so he's like, oh, that's cool, you know my name. Uh, we, we call you Our Executioner. Which is <laughs> just dope. Uh-huh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and he he says something, this is part of like the terminology soup that we end up in here, where he's like, you must know all there is to know about the current 27 ancestors of the dead apostles. This is why I keep calling them dead ancestors. Yeah. Like, dead apostles, true ancestors are separate enough. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Ancestors of the dead apostles just makes it confusing. Yeah. And mm, there's, like, something interesting there that feels kind of like them trying to claim part of the true ancestor like power or recognition or like nobility for themselves uh-huh yeah it ends up being a little soupy yeah definitely so we get a choice dash towards him or hold off for a little longer would you pick hold off i dashed in so think, yeah you get a little bit more information if you wait right you get like a beefy lore dump yeah, tell me about it. All I wrote down was, you got so much good lore from this. <laughs> um, I meant to. I think, I think I it's think like that... stuff that you find out later, but it's about the serpent, I believe. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a bad end that involves waiting too long, and yes. I, so I have this stuff written down. Okay, yeah, it's that. Yeah, she asks him about uh, the serpent. Which is the first time we've heard that name. Yes. He is one of the dead apostles. Uh, she said, She's like quibbling about whether there's 28 or 27 of them. Chaos says that the serpent doesn't really count as one. Because yeah. it doesn't act like a vampire. And this is what I'm saying, Fen. All of these, the vampires we meet are the exceptions. That's, but, right. Chaos does count himself a dead apostle, right? Yeah, but he is a special case. And then this other guy is barely eating one. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But yeah, Chaos is like, he doesn't really act like a vampire, but fuck, I love the hell out of that man. He he sure is a lot. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And he says something that she is, like, obsessed with the serpent and is chasing chasing him. And he's, while talking about it, Chaos gets really, really pissed. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all the lore that we get, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, some some like interesting stuff about um about the serpent and kind of I think that's the main thrust of it is like, yeah. hey, 
Uh, and I think there's a little bit of, yeah, and the stuff around, like, hey, dead apostles are all kind of individual. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the serpent is more so than the rest of us. Yeah, he's like, even more special. He, well, he doesn't consider himself a dead apostle. And, mm-hmm. like, the rest of us kind of, like, like, I'm a little bit outside of the social circle. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in that, I'm in that, like, I'm in the server, not in the group DM. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. He ain't even in the server. <laughs> uh-huh. We, and we also get that Arceid is kind of obsessed with him for some reason. Yes. But yeah. She, if Shiki waits any longer, we get a bad end. Uh, so we have to, like, run in and attack Chaos while he's, um... Wait, what is that bad end? That bad end? Let me see. Oh, yeah. It, it's a real short one. Uh, Chaos just notices Shiki eventually, says something about trash nearby, and then he gets uh, oh, right. sunk yeah. into uh, tar that eats him. Yeah, right. And CL says something to the effect of, don't be too patient. Yeah, yeah, there's this funny moment where, uh, in the, the CL's lessons, where uh, Gremlin Arcea shows up, and she's like, I didn't see any animals in that one, why are you calling this an animal handling lesson? And then CL like, makes a fucked up leopard appear and attack her. Uh-huh. <laughs> in this, like, joke. Um, uh. oh yeah, this this ending is actually great because the fucking boss fight mu- music starts, and she says she brought a guest lecturer, and it's fucking chaos, and oh, he's right! here to teach the lesson. And he's like, I don't say anything uh, unless I've already won. And Tiel's like, well, we're only here because you did win? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then yeah, he's he's the one who's like, you should have taken your opportunity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, okay. This yeah, is that's... maybe this is definitely one of the best. Yeah, uh, that's probably the best. CL's lesson. But that's a that's a bad end. The real <laughs> thing is, gotta run in. Uh and Shiki, being Shiki, he hesitates because uh Chaos doesn't have one death point. He has hundreds of them swarming all over his body. This is such a good reveal uh-huh. of like, oh, Shiki has one thing that he's good at. Mm-hmm. And it's killing anything. Uh-huh. And then he gets up to Chaos and is like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of things in there. A lot of boys in that boy. And one of those good boys jumps out of the back of this guy and attacks him. A big, messy dog. Uh-huh. Um, Shiki kills it easily, but the dog kind of just turns into sticky tar and traps him to the ground. Which is a neat trick. Yeah. So this is... I don't get this, honestly. It feels like a thing that happens because the fight scene needs to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Rather than, uh, like, kind of coming from the fiction. So yeah. like not not the 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 dog jumping out and attacking him rules. Yeah, that's that's a cool bit. Um I think yeah, and and uh chaos saying something like like even if I am distracted, like one among us will notice. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, we have gotten to this point that if Shiki kills something by hitting it in its death point, then it it dies. It can't do anything anymore. It's separated yeah. from the body. Yeah. Why does this thing still have enough juice in it to trap him? That, yeah, I had mm-hmm. considered that. That's really we thing, curious. We get a thing later where, uh, pretty soon, where it's explained that these familiar, they're not really familiars, but these parts of Chaos's body 
will just return to him and regenerate if they're killed, except if Shiki kills them. Yeah. So how is he still able to control this one? Good question. Uh, I think you're right about it being like, oh, we just need to like stall this fight out a little longer. But yeah, you're, uh, as you said, his familiars will notice even if he's not paying attention. Which is a, like, shout-outs to collectives. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> shout-outs to furry collectives, I guess. <laughs> uh, every single persona, all in one man. A lot of boys in that boy, Ben. A lot of that boy can fit so many boys. So, Arceid's like, okay, well, I guess I have to take care of business with my fucking stomach wound and I'm dying. Yeah, she's like, she's not doing well. <laughs> she's not doing well. He's like, oh, you can't even use your marble phantasm, which is another great word, but we have no idea what this is at this point. I don't even really know still. I think we see it at the very end. We we do, but like it's never really fully explained. The extent of its powers are not truly made clear, I think. No. Uh, I know what a noble phantasm is. I know what a reality marble is. I assume this is two great tastes that work great together. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that must be it. Because um, I think I was like, is, is this sounds adjacent to reality marble yeah is that what they were saying but mm -hmm. reality marble is used later or or was just used i think it's about to be used um yeah, and so yeah. like no marble phantasm is in fact uh we'll probably distinct. explain these things as we get to them right because yeah. fate this will all come up in fate in oh, yeah like uh -huh. very quickly uh-huh so, um, so that's only, like, what, eight months away? <laughs> Ten months away? Yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Oh, uh, like, no time. So, okay, yeah, he's like, you can't use your marble phantasm. And she says some sick line that says, that's like, there's no need for me to become one with the world just to fight you. These claws will be enough. Oh, I love her, Ben. And he, like, just starts spraying zoo animals at her. Uh-huh. And then she fucking, like... She just goes to town. She shows us. Yeah, we, I was like, oh no, she's gonna get eaten by lions. And then she's just like popping heads off left and right. Uh-huh. And he is, Chaos is a little bit like, He's excuse me? <laughs> this she, is she, not how this was supposed to go. She, uh, he summons like an elephant out of his body and she chops it in half. And just like it's nothing. Like it's nothing. It, except that she does then just like kind of almost collapse panting. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um yeah, Shiki's Shiki's like trapped to the ground. He's like this isn't even a fight, it's a butchering. Uh-huh. And uh uh Chaos loses half of his body. Mhm. Mm yeah. before she kind of slows down. Yeah, she kind of gets she like fights her way to him, chunks off half of his body and then just uh -huh. kind of like uh hmm that mm -hmm. was, uh... Yeah, that was a little much. Um, yeah, he's got a great half half of a sprite. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I, like, noted that, like, every time she starts to recover a little bit, she immediately spends everything that she's built up, and it's preventing her from hitting this, like... It feels almost like, it, at her full strength, she, like, has more strength to spend, almost like she's getting interest on her strength, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, she is past a point of exhaustion that, um, even when she, if she gets a lot of strength it back, it just collapses on her very easily. 
Yeah. You know what I, mean? I think it's it's a like she's never been like this. Mm-hmm. This has never happened before. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. She's not used and, to having limits. Yeah. Yeah. She's used to just this being the thing that she does. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, she doesn't know how to pace herself because she's never had to before. Mm hmm. Yeah. So Chaos is like, ooh, wow, I'm impressed. I'm not really scared, though. Um, and we get an exposition dump about him. Mm hmm. Surprise, surprise. He's the vampire with 666 beasts in his body from earlier. I can't believe I might have I might have missed that scene, but I can't uh-huh. believe she does is, call it out. OK, yeah, it's I, I believe it's if you um, you like cooperate. Yeah, you stay with her and then escape and then go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. She must say it because I definitely didn't see it on the other mm-hmm. uh, route, but uh, it made me write down. Are you kidding me? 660 beasts. 666 beasts, really. Because uh-huh. it's just very funny. So the chunks that he that she chopped off of him turn into snakes and like grab her and pull her to the ground. Mm-hmm. And we get some sick shit. His body is a replication of the primordial sea, the mud that brings forth life. Cool. Uh, so he's not controlling animals he ate. He is uh, a gotcha machine that pumps out <laughs> animals. Uh-huh. And uh, he makes a claim that he doesn't control what animals come out, but it I don't that doesn't really follow from the fight that continues. I think I think it does. That is just I like think desperation. He controls the category, maybe. Yeah. Um He can pick what banner he's rolling on. I think <laughs> Yeah. Um I believe that Arceus at some point says like, "Oh, did 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 blank help you with the reality marble?" Mm-hmm. I think referring to him keeping because like he shouldn't be able to by all rules of reality he shouldn't be able to keep his body together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was at, at the very least implied that there is a reality marvel keeping his body together, and that is the only reason that he exists. Tell me what a reality marvel is, then. Uh, um, that's... Do you, to, do you want me to cover it? Uh, well, in this case specifically, it's, like, weird, but, um... God, I probably have the, like, stay night description saved somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a field that a mage uh, creates uh that enforces their like version of reality on the world mm-hmm. um, it allows them to overwrite the texture of the world with something of their from their own mind yeah and it's mm-hmm. incredibly expensive magically because the world doesn't like it <laughs> and tries to stop you from doing it yes um just like immediately is like no no you can't bad uh-huh please i was i was just existing here you didn't have to push me mm. out of the way um, yeah so you can force alternate rules for reality in t- inside your reality marble uh-huh uh we will talk about some really cool reality marbles there's a lot of cool shit yeah. future episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right right so he further explains he's got 666 lives and 
if he will regenerate them rapidly unless you kill them all at once. Uh-huh. Which you, who could who could fucking do that? I guess put him in a meat grinder, maybe. Yeah, it seems that makes like a rancid hamburger. It seems impossible. TBH. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and yeah, he has hundreds of different souls, and that means I called him an evil plural vampire in my notes. Uh-huh. Plural. He's a icon. collective consciousness, he calls himself. Yeah. Uh, and he does say that his sense of existence and individuality will crumble eventually, but he's kind of just here for the ride now. Mm-hmm. He also does say, Fen, I have my, this note, that he is no longer a vampire. Really? He is a space which has become chaotic, a micro-world made up of the soil of Genesis. Sick, sick, sick. It's fucking sick. I, he's just being, yeah, he's just being extra. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is kind of like a micro-reality on his own. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, here I'm getting to the part where he mentions the reality marble. Um, he's using like 500 of his 666 parts to hold Arcea down, even if though she's this weak. Uh-huh. Turns out she's really strong. <laughs> he does say that he could still take her at full power if he had her pinned like this. Which is like, okay, but how how would he get her in that situation? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, yeah, and she asks him about the serpent. Um, and he's like, yeah, one the serpent gave it to me, but not the one from this generation. We don't know what that means yet. Yeah, that made it so that made it sound to me like the the um uh dead apostle titles were things that were passed down. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I thought too. Um, he's all pissed off that uh, she killed his friend. Um, and she's so covered in goo that she can't even fight back, like talk back to him. Mm-hmm. And now we get his plan. He's going to mind break her and then absorb her into his body, making him the most powerful vampire. Which I guess that would work. I but... guess. Well, yeah, it would. Uh, it's not great, though. We don't want yeah. that. You can't eat Shiki's girlfriend like that. <sighs> uh, yeah, so Shiki's just been kind of chilling this whole time, and then when he hears that someone's gonna mind break his girlfriend, he he bugs the fuck out and chops his way out of the goo. Uh huh. Why does the goo have death lines? He killed it. It shouldn't have death lines anymore because it's dead. <sighs> um, and again, he's like, "Oh wait, I'm up now, but I still can't kill him in one hit, and that's kind of my only trick. So maybe I should just run away." Uh huh. And I mean, um, maybe he should honestly. Right. Uh, and then we get the scene where just some random girl wanders onto screen and uh, chaos eats her. Yet again, a like, why though? Uh huh. Like, I does Shiki really need any more to push him to act at this point? No, <laughs> he shouldn't. Like, I think it's a, still at this point, Shiki is still questioning whether or not Arceid is a person. Yeah. Who deserves to be protected in any way. And I don't, I don't love that. It's it, like, and yeah, it's because it's she's really a vampire. Weird. If she was a human, he wouldn't be having this like weird moral dilemma about whether or not he, he should put himself in danger for her. Mm-hmm. That's 100% the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this girl just gets fucking murked instantly. Um, and then Shiki runs in, 
kind of back into like murder pervert mode. Uh, he chops a leopard up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "If it's a living thing, if it lives, then it's nothing against me," which is sick. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be immune to the mystic eyes now, all of a sudden, because he's actually like got his shit together. Yeah, he he has purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, chaos just turns into fucking Noah's Ark and starts just flooding him with animals, like a reverse Noah's Ark where they had two of every kind of water on the boat and the sea was made of animals. <laughs> Uh-huh. So Shiki's just fucking killing an- like animals left and right, but there's so fucking many of them. There's- he's still got 166 of these fuckers. That's so many, Ben. Um. So we get to choice four. What do- what does he do? Does he keep fighting this merc of animals, or does he run for the main body? Run for the main body is the Gotta first one I chose. Let's do that for uh. Does anything... Basically, the same thing happens if you wait, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a, like, um... Different animal, what gets him? I believe so. He runs for chaos and gets, uh, gored by a deer coming out of his chest. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, uh, chaos covers him in goo and starts eating him. Uh Uh-huh. This sucks. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. This guy's gross. Yeah, Shiki's just getting, like, very, very slowly digested. And... Purposefully. Yeah, like, he's like... Chaos he's is like, oh, I am going to make sure that not even a single molecule of you exists when I'm done. Uh-huh. And I want you... I want you to suffer. Mm-hmm. You... You tried real hard, and now it's my turn. Uh-huh. To have a snack. Very hungry today. Delicious. I, um, would Shiki be tasty? Ben, what's the edibility on Shiki? What's the edibility? I think he's rancid. Yeah. If I'm being honest. He's yeah. gone bad. None of the girls agree, and it's a real bummer. <laughs> he's delectable to these girls. Hate it. Hate it. So, he's just kind of sitting there taking it, right up until they start eating at his, like, chest wound, and then he, like, says something about how much hatred he felt that day, which seems, un- like... Not the, your first thought if you got into a car accident, honestly. Yeah. Wait, do we get a flashback of the we dream? We don't get a full no. flashback to the dream, no. Okay. Just He just mentions that day. Yeah. Um, okay. And he starts, like, giggling and killing animals. He's gone full murder pervert now. Mm-hmm. He kills 70 beasts in, an, in a flash. Uh, and Chaos is like, whoa! What the hell? Uh, here's a here's a good line. So you want to kill me, monster? Then we have something in common. That's pretty sick. There, uh huh. There's some good lines. There are some good lines, and like I like this fight I'm overall. A fan, you know what I mean? But I, he's he gets a couple good lines in. I think th- this fight struggles with scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have to kill like six hundred animals. Yeah, you well. Yeah, the thing is, like, you have to make it winnable by your protagonist, uh-huh. but also you've created an enemy who, like, absolutely, even, even with, even in murder pervert mode, Shiki should not be able to do this. Uh-huh. Um, I feel, yeah, it's very, he's just a person. I think I like, I like Nasu fight scenes best when it's, like, one-on-one or two-on-one. Uh-huh. 
Um, this is an interesting it, idea. It feels like it like that's an easier place to keep scale reasonable and like mm-hmm. describe the action very well. Um, I I enjoy this fight scene even if it feels really just out there. Uh huh. Yeah, fate fate stuff in general has this like fun problem of feeling a little bit like Calvin Ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like one person will be like. I have a, a weapon that can kill any person, you know what I mean? And the other person would be like, but I technically don't qualify as a person, and this weapon can destroy the planet. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> They'll just, like, keep one-upping each other like that. It's interesting. Uh-huh. It's just, it also kind of makes for messy fights sometimes. hmm And yeah, because Chaos just keeps leveling up <laughs> uh-huh. in this fight. Um, oh, I didn't want to call out. There's some like He's fun spending all early... that saved quartz, Ben. <laughs> There's some fun like text dancing across the pl- the page stuff that I think we get more of in Stay Night, right? Oh my god, we get so much more of it, and it's done so much better. Like, uh-huh. yeah, we it... get like the prototypes for that. Yeah, again, it's a like a a first pass at some of the really cool stuff that Stay Night does. The, that Stay Night does with the form. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So he just runs the fuck in again, and he keeps summoning bigger animals. <laughs> um, he does eventually get to mystical. He does right? get to to mystical monsters. Yes, he he starts getting fucking elephants or not elephants. He did elephants already. He starts getting like unicorns and dragons and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she barely notices any of this. He summons something. Some like. Elephant-sized crab spiders? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it sounds horrible. Sounds wild. You know those, um, uh, coconut crabs? Uh Uh-huh. That are just, like, so big they can wrap their arms all the way around a trash can? Uh Uh-huh. Just what if that was so much bigger? (laughs) Size of an elephant is really big, fan. It's... Uh Uh-huh. It's huge. Um, but yeah, Shiki just like, is like mashing his way through them, uh, even though he's like getting cold because of how much blood he's lost because he yeah. got partially digested. That uh huh. And then we get the fact that is really behind why Chaos is freaking out so much. Every animal Shiki kills stays dead. He can't yeah. regenerate them. He can't control that lump of flesh anymore. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think. Shiki must have just, like, slashed at the head. I didn't note it, so maybe. If he... It's, like, again, as Arcea had said, like, Arcea couldn't have recovered had he actually, like, triggered her death point. Uh-huh. But because he just cut her apart, she was <laughs> Because he just recover. cut her into 17 pieces. That's so uh-huh. funny that, like, one, what would win? Cutting someone into 17 pieces or one pinprick? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Chaos refuses to run because of his vampire pride. <laughs> He's such a dumbass. He really is. Uh, he he turns what's left of his body into a super beast. Uh-huh. Um, is this when... Yeah, he's re- he releases Arceid and absorbs the rest of the monster's back. Or yeah. the rest of the, the beast's back. And because he needs to turn into a monster beast, which is, like, the one thing you shouldn't do! <laughs> uh-huh. Um... Arceid is up and, and, like, bopping around and taunting him, uh, and said that, like, oh, you should have, like, eaten faster. Uh-huh. 
And she's like, uh, I'm not gonna stand in the way. I'm not gonna get in Shiki's way because he'll fucking kill me again. <laughs> yeah, he definitely, Shiki definitely does, is in a mode where I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Um, and so he, Chaos is getting ready to, like, clash with Shiki again. And she distracts him by saying, oh yeah, also, he killed me already while I was at full strength. Uh -huh. And it completely throws him off his game. And Shiki finally spots his actual death point. Uh, the point of death that is associated with the existence called Nerve and Kisser Chaos. Uh-huh. Not I, and I, I read this as he is getting stronger, so he was able to see the actual like connection. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause um it, it's a problem of his eyes, whether or not they're what they're able to process as a thing that can die. Yeah. And he's been stuck on the individual parts making up chaos, whereas uh -huh. now he's hit this like higher level of enlightenment that lets him process the concept of this guy, which he which can then kill. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty cool. So essentially, he kills this entire like microcosm in one uh, hit, mm -hmm. and he <laughs> just melts into fucking goo. But like, yeah, not even the like primordial stuff, just like nothingness. He does leave enough flesh behind that Arceus is going to oh, use right. it to help treat him. Uh huh. Which also seems to contradict. It does say he crumbles to dust, and then later also that Arceus is picking up like slumps, like clumps of. I mean, you know what? Maybe it's the animals he killed earlier. Yeah, that must be it. Mm hmm. Yeah, so he he pulls off this win uh, and then falls over because he's like bleeding out. Uh huh. Um, There's yeah. a lot of like winning and then just fucking collapsing because you so much just barely won. <laughs> Which is fun. Um, I, I noted down. Do you know there was some tweet going around about how every single anime boy protagonist is the weakest of them all, but also the strongest of them all at the same uh -huh. time. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's this guy. Uh-huh. Sure is. <laughs> yeah, so Arceus just kind of, like, saunters over, um, slaps him awake when he's trying to fall asleep, and she, he, she's like, you're, if you fall asleep, you're gonna die because of your wounds. And he's like, I want to sleep. You can do whatever you want. And she's like, okay, I'm going to fucking slap this rancid animal bits on you and use it to heal you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it works, kind of? Yeah, yeah, it, it does, uh, does save him. Here's a... I have a problem with this uh, visual novel, Fen. And it's called, mm -hmm. What Temperature is Arceus? Um, warm and also very cold. I am so... Okay, this is the thing. All the time, she is described as being, her tongue is cold, her hands are cold, her body is cold. Except for when she's supposed to be sexy, and then all of a sudden she's warm. Yeah. It's not always like that, but it's like, she's a vampire. If she's cold, let her be cold. It does, it feels very much like whenever they need her to have human signifiers, she is more human. Uh-huh. I, uh, and yeah, that, that stuff drives me crazy. There's a description of her heart beating, so... Yeah, why does she have a heart? Ben, she can... that's rude. <laughs> no, just like, like... She's got a heart for loving. <laughs> She's got a lot of love. 
She's got a lot of love. She has like 800 years worth of love. Mm -hmm. Can you even imagine? Yes. (laughs) I also have 800 years worth of love. Got something to tell me? Are you a vampire? Sick. (laughs) I love you. But yeah, yeah, it very much does this like sliding scale of humanity thing because Mm -hmm. even though she is a vampire, she's going to be a vampire this whole time. She's never going to not be a vampire. The game really wants her to not be a vampire in order for her to have a happy ending. Yeah, it's weird. For her to be happy, she has to stop being the thing that she is. She was never human. We know she was never human. This isn't a fail state for her. She didn't get a bad end that turned her into a vampire. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is just what she's like. uh, And it bothers me. It, It smacks a lot of the like the persona thing. Oh, these kids have weird things about them. Uh, and that's great. That's totally good. We accept that. But anyway, they got to grow up and have normal lives. So they got to stop. They got to cut I, that out. So the one thing I will say mm-hmm. is that I think the game complicates this mm-hmm. when it says, oh, except for the fact that all humans suck as well. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> that it's like, yes, you're right. You may be right that the game kind of presents. Presents the, like, oh, be less of a vampire, be more of a human. Uh-huh. It very much does. It says this pretty explicitly. He calls her not really a vampire because she's never drunk blood so many times. Yeah, I, I... And he really wants to believe that, and I feel like the game wants to be skeptical of it, but also that, that on some subconscious level, they're like, well, she's got to be normal in order to have a happy ending. So I will say that based on, say, Night, which, like... So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think that Nasu likes having protagonists mm-hmm. who have bad opinions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even uh-huh. if it's not examined in this route, like it will be at some point. Mm-hmm. Which it might never be examined because this is, in fact, her route. And like she's not the main love interest in any of the others. No. But I don't. Yeah. I, I still don't know. That the game itself shares his view. Mm-hmm. I think his view is like very limited, and we'll have to talk about the endings later. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Ah, probably not tonight because it is eleven fifty. <laughs> it is very late for you. Um. Yeah, but we are at the end of this day, day four. <laughs> After Arceid treats his wounds, she brings him back to the mansion while he's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where that's where day four ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big fight. He got fucked up again. He gets fucked up a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, so does she. Yeah. Yeah. They both (laughs) get. They both get just, just demolished. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they got the guy. Yeah. Yeah, they, she came to town to kill a vampire, she killed a vampire. Yeah. It's perfect. And now, what's the rest of it about? It's just, uh, dating Arceus. That's all. Oh, that sounds nice. That does sound nice, doesn't it? Give them a little bit of time to get to know each other. I would, I would date Arceus. Uh-huh, yeah, she's fucking incredible. Yeah. She's so fun. She's... She's so reactive in, like, such a fun way. Mm-hmm. And, like, pure in a... In the... 
not in a creepy way, but in a like uh, a just like so surprised mm-hmm. at at things, and just like she's she's adorable. Yeah, there's a thing they do with CL where Shiki says like five times, "Oh wow, it's like she's very young." Uh, and he doesn't do that with Arceid. She has this like boundless curiosity for things, but the way they're framing it is very different. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh wow, she's got this like playful, cat-like um, curiosity. Like she will knock things off of tables to see what happens, and if uh-huh. she gets yelled at, that kind of energy. She sees you staring at something other than her and just wants to to destroy it. You know, uh-huh. like like your glasses. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or or yeah, she'll like lean her head to get in your way if you're watching TV. She's that uh-huh. kind of girl. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, she's, uh, she's very good. Mm-hmm. 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 So we're practically at the midpoint of the game. A lot of the days coming up are pretty short, I feel like. Uh-huh. What do you, uh, at this point, given what we've talked about, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about Tsukihime? So literally, well, so first, my my first note for day five was everything feels surreal because again, mm-hmm. we we killed the big bad. Like, mm-hmm. what more plot could you have? Yeah, I wasn't um, expecting um them to kill him in that fight. That was that was wild. I was like, yeah. oh no, he's gonna re- retreat, figure out another plan, and but no, no, he, he had too much vampire pride to be the villain of this game. I think I said this. I said this to you privately, but like with Stay Night. I know what a Holy Grail war is. Mm-hmm. Until we see the Holy Grail be summoned. Until you see that Grail. I know that it's not over. Uh-huh. And even more so, it's like, oh, I know which servants there are. Mm-hmm. So if we haven't seen them die, I know that they're still out there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. For this, I don't have that, like, narrative, uh, like, structure framing, but structure, yeah. Or you thought you did. She came in town to kill a vampire. But she yeah. killed that she killed that vampire and there's still uh and most by of the, the time game I got here, you had already finished. And so you mm-hmm. you had said there are eleven days. I was like, there are seven more days to do what? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I mean, sure, I'll hang out with Arceid. That sounds great. Uh-huh. Dates. Um like, yeah, I'll go on dates with Arceid. Teach her what a Ferris wheel is. Oh, she would love an amusement park. Oh, she would have so much fun. But I think on the whole, I'm both glad I played Stay Night first because Mm -hmm. that game is very good. Mm -hmm. And like is, yeah, it is also very Mm -hmm. bad in places. But Uh um, as fate stuff tends to be, like this is not a uh, flawless, even the newest fate stuff has some very serious missteps, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think it, it definitely tends to be better, but uh, can still misstep sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, yeah, it's definitely better. So part of my experience with this is just looking for the parts of this that are worth it. Mm-hmm. I think I was along for the ride. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we'll see where this goes. I'm trying, at this point, I'm trying not to color my... Uh, opinion too much with things that happen later. Uh-huh. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that stuff. I've got a lot of opinions about that stuff. I have so many opinions. But definitely, like, 
kind of unsure of where it was going to go, what the tone of it mm -hmm. was going to be. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, but there's nothing, there's nothing so far that is like, oh, this is irrevocably bad. Like, day two is a kick in the teeth, but in a like, oh, interesting. Okay, it's you're doing move. something, I uh -huh. guess. Day three just has a lot of lore, which is like, I, listen, I love a lore. Uh-huh, it's one of your favorite foods. Uh, I love Arceid, like, there's a lot to love so far, and... Uh -huh. Arceid could, ca carries this game on her back. Uh-huh. With a smile. I sure wonder what those other rats are like. Probably worse. <laughs> I like some of the other characters, but it's gonna be hard to beat um, Arceid's energy. Oh my god, it's gonna be impossible, then. She's mm -hmm. perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in a similar place. I, like, um, the the day two twist is so fucked up. And, like, the framing of it is kind of gross. But also, it's really, I found it really effective for, like, selling me on, oh, shit, stuff's going down. Uh-huh. You know? I kind of wondered if this was going to be such a prototype of what fate would eventually be that it wouldn't really have much going on in it, or it wouldn't have very much bold motion. And I do think that it does make some wild swings that are very interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, I definitely think that this is an early work of theirs, and while it does have the bones for what, uh, what I find interesting in the series, and um, I, I do, I like a lot of stuff in this, in the Arceid route. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I think I'm much higher on it than you. While I still am kind of like, ugh. I think yeah, we glossed over it. Um, but there is there is some really cool stuff about Arcea. Apparently, I didn't take notes on it, or they're just mm -hmm. lost in the. Like, I took a lot of notes on day three, mm -hmm. and um, Lord and A, they have lost them. Um, but there's some, there is some cool stuff around Arcea being like, once you get immortality, what the fuck do you do with your life? Mm -hmm. Like. It, most dead apostles who get there via mage or magic or you mm -hmm. know really sorcery not being bitten mm -hmm. or like that was their life's goal that was because who cares about that immortality on. that much no Wait. one cares about Im being immortal that much that they would waste their life chasing it instead of just using their life to the fullest except for the people who have nothing else going on yeah uh, who don't know what to do with it because but that was like, the goal it's well, it's a really good uh thing yeah, it and and like oh, of of course they fight because like that's the only thing that they can do mm -hmm. is like oh they just have like petty squabbles and like replicate human society because mm -hmm. there's nothing else for them to do because they're still human. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but it, I mean, everything makes it sound like even the true ancestors had a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little less clear because like. She is definitely othering herself from Dead Apostle, or uh -huh. yeah, Dead Apostles, um, in saying they had to get here. I was mm -hmm. born here. Like I know, I am comfortable being immortal, and like, mm -hmm. well, okay, so she isn't, but I get the I get the feeling that um, true ancestors kind of were more. Maybe weren't perfect, uh, mm -hmm. obviously weren't perfect, but mm -hmm. were better at at kind of living 
being immortal without like being like, well, fuck, I'm bored. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, they, there's this very human trait of, oh, I'm going to get bored of this. Whereas it doesn't seem like the true ancestors really had that problem. Like, yeah. they're very, like, purpose-focused. We're, we're going to get some good stuff about that later. Some uh -huh. really interesting stuff. Some of my favorite stuff uh, in this room oh, is coming yeah. up. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff that I absolutely love is coming up. Yeah. Uh, so we don't want to talk about it too, too much. But yeah, they don't have that same, like, oh, I'm going to just get really bored really fast and have to do something fucked up. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, like, it feels like vampires in fiction and the dead apostles in this tend to get to you know what i mean yeah because they could just kind of they could just kind of vibe like a lot of fiction sells immortality as the worst thing that could happen to you because how of how boring it would be but i think it's a uniquely human trait or not uniquely but it's a human trait that it has to be boring yeah and i think she even she even mentions like something about well yeah it's the it's the you worked to get immortality and that, like, so you had something to focus on. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then you get it and you're like, oh, well, I, I had a cool thing to focus on. What now? Uh -huh. um, and it, yeah, it's that like, if you were born immortal, if you were just always immortal, then I don't think that you run into that because uh -huh. there was never the there was never the expectation that you had to do things by a certain point yeah. or like or yeah um like maybe there was occasionally like something bad was going to happen but there's not like oh i'm running out of time mm -hmm. it's just like oh yeah like of course i can take care of that you know at and, some point and I don't... fate is so much about running out of time and I, that, that uh -huh. is something i find deeply deeply interesting about fate i think from here on we we get more into that mode of the mm -hmm. shiki arcead relationship mm -hmm. where it does feel more like a we're stealing we're stealing very few moments mm -hmm. we yeah like if that makes sense like yeah we have a few moments left and then this is going to dissolve uh -huh. and we need to make the most of those yeah but right now i think the first half of this game doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like fate some of the stuff does the, but, the um, world definitely does. The world the... definitely does. It, but yeah, it's very. It doesn't have like a clarity of purpose yet. It hasn't yeah, reached that. definitely, definitely. It feels like it's so. The conversation with about where you get the whole like here is what dead ancestors are, mm -hmm. and that that was like a oh yeah like not this conversation, but this is the like. This is Nasu being philosophical. Uh-huh. And Yeah. I love which, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it. Um, but it's definitely it feels less focused than a yeah. lot of fate stuff. This it is feels... a story about death and running out of time. And we haven't really like death has happened, but it's not really about death right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and... kind of happening. Yeah. Which, again, Which is it's like, only the first half of a story. And I feel like kind of makes sense for the first thing that they did. Mm -hmm. Of like, oh, yeah, of course you hadn't like found your footing yet. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm happy that it gets there later on. Yeah, it does get there. And I think part of it is probably just the first this being the first route. Although mm -hmm. 
we're we've basically gotten to the or we're almost to the break where it's two different routes. Mm-hmm. CL route's gonna be real fast compared to this. If you've enjoyed the two of us talking into microphones for the past three and a half hours, you can find me on Twitter at Fennec underscore Fox. That's F-E-N-I-C underscore F-O-X. And you can find me at Ben Enns, and you can find my not-safe-for-work writing at Doomgender. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.